Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, I want to see some hard-nosed play out there. Grand slam for Jonathan Three-run home run, T.J. Friedel. Only De La Cruz catches that ball. Christian Encarnacion Strand walks it off. These Reds just keep coming. Live from the Duke Energy Convention Center. This is Reds Fest. Time to come to the party. On 700 WLW, the home of the Cincinnati Reds. Come down, come see us. We are at Reds Fest. We're all the way in the back. Can't miss us. Can't miss us now because we got one of the we got somebody that made a huge difference last year sitting next to us. Outfielder Will Benson is sitting here as we talk Reds baseball in december what better kind of conversation i'm ken brew great to have you with us great to have will here will you look great man it looks nice. like you could probably go up there and get what you go three for four right now if you had to absolutely you know it and you'd probably go four for four but you know <laughs> it was a lousy call third strike that's what it was <laughs> that's what it was so uh this uh this is this is is this your first or second res fest this is my first one first one first what one. is uh what are your impressions here what do you think uh i'm very pleased very happy um, you guys make me really happy, the fans. Um, just honored to be in you guys' presence, for real. You guys are making this like a surreal moment, so a lot well, of fun. What you probably discovered is there are no fans like Reds fans because yeah. they live it and they breathe it 24-7, 365. Yeah. And I guarantee if you took a poll of the people here, Will, everyone would say, I wish opening day was tomorrow. Fact. That's it's just the way it is. I wish opening day was tomorrow. I need a little break. Bro. You need a little break. I know. Well, speaking of that, so it's it's been you know uh, about a month, month and a half. What 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 is a break? What is a break for a major league baseball player? Obviously, it, it varies for different people. Uh, for me, though, I, I'll take like you know a week and a half of just doing nothing, and then I'll slowly get back into it with lifting, and I get back into it, just started hitting again. So things things kind of progress slowly, yeah. and the next thing you know. It's January, and then you know we all hit the gas pedal. So you, you're you're hitting now, right? Yeah. Is it is it. is it a machine or live pitching? Uh, I like to do machine right now. Funny yeah. enough, the the guy actually I, I'm working with um, in Arizona, he he does like a little live pitching style, so you can get kind of like a, a, a simulation of what a pitcher would look like. We had a believe it or not, Will. I know this is difficult for you and everyone else to understand, but there was a time in my life when I played baseball. Mm -hmm. It was high school baseball, and I would go in the cage, and they had one of those old mechanical arms, you know, like that. <laughs> old school. Oh, you know what I'm saying. And so I would stand in there, and there was one pitcher that would always get me. His name was Harry Stimson. God rest his soul. He died a few years ago. But I'd always stand in there when it was off season, hitting in the cage, saying, "All right, Harry, bring it, bring it. I'm ready for you." Is there anything? Do you do anything like that? Because it's a mechanical arm. Is there yeah. like? Are you sit standing there thinking, "All right, now I'm hitting against this guy"? <laughs> uh, sometimes I do that, but for the most part, when I'm when I'm dealing with a machine, I I try to get very technical. Um, I try not to miss at all. So my focus is not necessarily on I'm about to hit this guy or or anything of that nature. I know no. sometimes a fastball has a certain profile of a pitcher I know, right? right? So I'll be like, this is a, a James Karen check, you know, riding fastball type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but then from there, I try to just not miss a single one. And so, hit everyone so, so 
a fastball has a different look to it. I yeah. think a lot of people know a curve. You can almost you can see a curve on television. Yeah, for sure. But a, you know, a fastball that's coming in like ninety eight. Yeah. Or, or, or you know, in some cases, over a hundred. <laughs> oh, it's coming in. You, you mean to tell me you're standing there and that thing's moving? It's moving. not just coming in flat. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a skill that I've honed, I've acquired, thank God, and I'm able to perfect it and just make that skill better. But it's, it's one of the hardest skills in any sport. Uh, period. Putting a rounded bat on a rounded ball. A rounded There's no question about it. It's hard but, thing. but what I love about, uh, and I've seen you do this, but uh, every major league player does this, is when you're in that batter's box and you're up against a pitcher, you know what he's thinking about you and you know what mm -hmm. you're thinking about him. And then it's kind of like, okay, you're, you almost, you know, it's almost kind of like you're looking at him. What are you trying to do to me? Because I know what people try to do to me every so often when I'm maybe in a slump. Yeah. That's one of the great mind games that really is in no other sport besides baseball. Yeah, it's just a game within the game. I think it's a, a perfect combination of uh, being prepared and then also in the flow of the moment, right? Sometimes, yeah. you know, in a game, let's say I've, I've been hammering, you know, this fastball, my first two at bat. So, like, well, you know, more times than not, I'm not going to get that same pitch to third about. They're just not, they're just not paying attention. So, um, you know, I, I love baseball in that sense. I think that's why it's one of the most competitive sports. Period. Um, because there's a a deep level of pre preparation that goes into it. There's a another level of just like feel right for the game, yep. feel of what's going on. Um, and then again, you have to get me out. There's no time constraint that can get you out of that. There's no. You know, you've got to get three outs. You right. got, you know, you've got to get me out every time I come up there. Right. But if I'm on my P's and Q's, like, you know, yeah. you're going to have a long day. Well, they're not getting you out every time you come out, uh, come up there. And most no. players will tell me, when I have it at bat, I'm going to see one pitch. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when that pitch is coming, but it's going to be one pitch inside that series of pitches in that at bat. <laughs> is that true? Do you only, you know, on a, against a great pitcher, you're only going to get that one pitch, and you got to be ready yeah. for it when it comes? Yeah, it's, it's it's far in between. You know, that's the biggest thing I, I noticed about the big leagues. Like, I don't want to give these guys too much credit, but um, you know, there there are some days where some pitchers you really just don't have a chance <laughs> because, like. In reality, you, you might yeah. miss miss that one, and yeah, you you won't get one until tomorrow, type of thing. Yeah, well, we've seen it here. It's like yeah. Hunter Green. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're seeing uh -huh. Hunter. Yeah, there's there's days where like Hunter, you just don't, you just can't hit him. No, and that's just how it goes. When uh, and you're, you're we're looking out here in the sea of fans, it all and red. Everybody is geek. What <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you were when you found out you were coming to Cincinnati? Yeah. What was your reaction? Was you know, I'm sure you had friends on that Cleveland team. Yeah. But opportunity existed in Cincinnati, maybe that didn't exist in Cleveland. So when that yeah. happened, what were you saying to yourself? Um, to be to be honest, at first I was I was shocked. You know, I thought. I mean, I knew I was going to fight for my position in Cleveland, but uh, you know, I was ready to fight. You know, I was ready to be a, a Cleveland Guardian. But then, you know, when I got that phone call, I was just like, whoa, you know. And then I was just waiting to hear who he's going to tell me I was going to. <laughs> I was like, who, what team are you going to say? And like, just don't say a Florida team, you know. And then he said the Reds, and I was like, wow, like, this is awesome. This is down the street, not too far. Um, you know, and then my agent called me and said the same thing. You just said, hey, man, this is a, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. You know, go do your thing. Um, I was on the phone with uh, Nick shortly after, and um, he kind of echoed the same thing. Even when I got to the spring training facility, he was like, look, you know, um, you have a real opportunity to make this team out of, out of spring training. Um, so... You know, good luck. You know, do your thing. Well, you you did your thing. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. came so close, 
and everybody says, well, you know, we can all taste it, we can all feel it, we're going to go for it next year. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you keep that, you know, that that camaraderie? How do you keep that that uh, that keen sense that was here last year? Because winning creates that kind of environment, right? Mm-hmm. Where the yeah. more you win, the more you want to win. And yeah. baseball, you're up and down throughout the course of the season. I get that, but how yeah. do you how do you keep that focus? I think it it it's a team effort and team unity and knowing like where we want to get to right and where we want to go um and i know from playing with these guys we all want to be in the playoffs you know we all want to give you know you guys this experience um i i wasn't really a um a big baseball fan but i even i knew about the big red machine you know it's just stuff like that man there's such rich history in here in cincinnati so it'd just be cool to to you know sketch you know our names in that um and, and obviously like winning is is paramount winning is key and when we had such you know such a fun time and such a, a good run last year winning you know i think it just put that good taste in our mouth to to just keep that energy and and be better next you know this upcoming year so. every, every clubhouse needs a glue guy mm-hmm. keeps everybody yeah. together yeah for sure who is the glue guy in the reds clubhouse <laughs> the one guy you know is going to walk through that door rain or shine win or loss just have a good good yeah. attitude yeah, yeah. I think that, that for us was, was spencer steer in my opinion spencer steer. Yeah. every day i saw i never saw spence really upset <laughs> um <laughs> I, he never was like to himself he was always like accessible you know in terms of emotionally or um, you know his physical presence. Obviously, he was just always there. Um, Had a hell of a year too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Oh mean, my goodness. That's one hell of a glue guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And every club has to have one of those. Yeah, you know. Sure. You know. So there are no yeah. clicks or anything like that. So okay. So um, correct me if I'm wrong. You had 275 last year. Yes, that's correct. In a in a league where average is tough to get because it's such a power league anymore. Yeah. You had you certainly had power. There's yeah, no question sure. about that. So. Here we are. I don't know what two months, maybe a little bit more than that from spring training. What are you? Uh, what are you looking at? I mean, realistically, what what would you like to do as your next step this season? Yeah, I would like to drive in more runs. Um, I know, like in terms of winning games and, and being more impactful on the offensive side, I just like to drive in more runs and, and put more runs on the board for us as a unit, so we can again just secure some of these some of these close games, some of these uh, tight windows where, hey, we need to get this win. So obviously that just comes with driving in runs. I would love to um, improve, you know, that aspect of my game. And that's just very situational, right? That's when guys are on, uh, you know, not getting too big within the moment, just just getting the job done for real. Uh, it's no different with nobody on or or someone on, you know, just get just doing that. Um, you know, I, I, there, I, can, I, can, I can go on about the things I want to improve on. Um, but that's mainly it, you know, and, and being better with, on the defensive end, you know, just, just having, you know, defensive run saved, um, keeping guys to first base with that being cutting off those those balls and the gaps at, at, the, at the right angle. Um, just really being better with the little detailed things that, that go a long way. We would scream in, amen to that. <laughs> For sure. I hope you have a, a, a great holiday season. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, as you prepare for the season coming up, uh, hopefully a lot of time with the family. Uh, you're going to be closer to your family this spring training, so that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. How about Will Benson? How about giving it up yeah. for Will Benson? Thank you, guys. Appreciate you're y'all. you're kind to come by and talk yeah, yeah. to us. Stay well. I we'll will, see. Sure. We'll see you in Arizona. Yes, pleasure. Thank oh y'all. man, we're at Reds Fest 2023, and it continues next on 700 WLW.
Who's the man that loves having fun? Willie. Who's the man asking questions you'd ask? Willie. Who's the man ready to take down evil with his lightning fast fists of fury? Willie. Willie Cunningham, the voice of the people. Every day I'm asked, Willie, what's the point of vegan lasagna? Monday at noon. Get the answers. Listen to me, the great American. On 700 WLW and catch the podcast of his show on the free iHeartRadio app. The Bengals are back home on Sunday, December 10th at 1 o'clock to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bring 23, I'm Ken Brew. God has placed a multitude of mere mortals on this planet, but very few legends... And we have a legend here right now on 700 WW and uh, at Red's Best, and that would be Corky Miller. Corky Miller has made his way to our broadcast perch. Oh, the for, legend. I, I've been looking forward to this all day. The legend. You have? Oh, yeah, man. I, I couldn't barely sleep because I, I was you know so it was pretty, excited. It was going to be big, right? Yeah. So I knew. Excited. I could tell. I, I mean, could we've tell. got like 5,000 people just in the Hall of Fame waiting for this this is unbelievable we haven't seen a crowd this big really and truly since uh well the parade they had in yep. your honor here several right. years ago yep. where you been what have you been up to uh you know just got done with um, a, a lot of the stuff with the meyer leagues we had instructs out in uh arizona still doing the uh catching coordinator for the reds um we had a great season all the way from you know the guys that know everybody happened in the big leagues sure. all the way down through our minor league system and, and some of the guys in the in the new draft too we're excited about and it's it's been exciting to get a couple weeks off before we get back to uh pitcher catcher battery camp yeah, yeah. in uh january for the minor league guys um we'll have that for about 10 days and then give them a couple breaks before spring training so uh and, and then i think there's a reds fantasy camp worked in there someplace that's right so we're doing the battery camp from this the fifth to the 12th so i'll be out in arizona for that yeah um the 13th starts fantasy camp go the 13th to the 20th fly back here on the 21st for the caravan uh, i think that's the 22nd through the 26th then go to dominican from the 27th through the fifth and i got about seven days off before spring training that sounds like a lot of per diems right there well it is <laughs> oh they get per diems out for that yeah, i thought so they just no. tell me what to do oh, okay <laughs> well that sounds uh that sounds like it, it's rather busy for you but i guess that's what yeah. you want yeah. you know i got a, after this i got a couple weeks off go through christmas and then yeah. you know so i get a I, I did have two weeks off after uh the instructs and it probably about 10 day 10 and 11 I was like, all right, let's get ready. Let's to get go. ready to go. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean to get personal with you, but uh, how are your knees? Because My knees are terrible. I was going to say you, you've been away long enough where it probably is a problem. That that's very poor choice of words. You, that implies that I'm getting older and I've been not playing for a long time. Just say your knees hurt. Well, I'm not the guy with the gray <laughs> goatee, brother. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying that normally it becomes a problem for a catcher. Um, not long after he's yeah. done with the game. No, it, it's usually my feet. My feet have, have a lot of arthritis in there and a couple bone chips. And um, if I do something wrong, like stand around all day or go up and down the stairs, like my knees hurt. And um, the past couple of days, they they haven't been feeling great. Yeah. So you know, luckily we got some good docs around. Maybe they can give me some money and. Or, <laughs> No, money. <laughs> they can give me some advice. Yeah. Well, and, and probably, and this is all in all sincerity, coming up to 
where it's cold and humid doesn't help all that much. Yeah, either. you know, changing changing weather. Um, usually coming back from the Dominican to yeah. over here in the wintertime, it, it hurts a little bit. Um, maybe it's the atmosphere. I don't know. I blame it on a lot of things. I well, just usually don't blame it on how old I am. No, no, no. You're not getting older. No, nobody gets older. It's vintage. That's the yes, word you want. Right. Vintage is what you want. So uh, Tyler Stevenson had a, a terrific COVID up here. Uh, Luke Maley was, I thought, a ter- ter- terrific addition. You know what the what the pipeline looks like for catchers in the organization. A little bit about that. We you know we know we know those two guys. What else does it look like coming up? Um, you know, starting at the bottom, we signed a kid last year. He's I think he's 17 now. Alfredo Duno. Um, he'll be over in, in the states uh, starting January. Uh, this guy is. You know, he's a little bit shorter than Ellie, but a little bit. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Thicker than Ellie. You know, like a specimen. Okay. And and he could really hit. So, you know, he'll start at the lower levels, been work a couple years before he can uh, get to the big leagues. Um, Got a guy from last year, Connor Burns, um, from Long Beach. The guy has got the best hands I've seen in, in a long time. And where was he last year? Was he? He was. He was drafted. Uh, he was at started at Long Beach State. We drafted him in in July, and he ended up going to Daytona. Daytona, okay. Um, you know, guys like Logan Tanner, who was a uh, year in, got his first year. Cade Hunter, who started in A ball, ended up in Double A. Um, left-handed hitter can really hit. Uh, Matt Nelson and and Michael Troutwine, who went to the Fall League this year, was a. Uh, uh, the Darnell Stenson Award winner in the Fall League. Wow. So um, that was really cool because I played with Darnell and and I got to end up talking to Mike Tratwine and told that him that is all pretty about cool. It. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, and then we we had some guys like you know unfortunately we didn't get Chucky. You know I don't know if he's coming back. We're still waiting to see what he's going to do. Um, who had a great year in AAA last year, hit 340 or something pretty much the whole year. But the guys in the big leagues had great years and nobody and they yeah. stayed healthy yeah you know, so staying yeah. healthy right you know i've been in there that position and i talked to him about it it's like you know you go through the whole year and you're having a great year but you're you're the backup you know in case somebody gets hurt and nobody ever gets hurt you know then you end up spending the whole year in triple a well but that's yeah but that's as you say that's a good that's a good thing when yeah. you have major league talent like that yep we got a break here it's okay. good to see you. Thank you. Corky Miller, everybody. I said legend. I mean legend. Thanks. Oh, come on. You're right there. Thank stay, you. Stay well. We'll see All you right. at some point. Thank you. We're going to break for the news in a moment. Back with more here from Reds Fest 2023 from the Convention Center downtown. On the home of your Cincinnati Reds, 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. A major reduction promised by the U.S. in the fight against global warming. With the 1230 report, I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, while taking part in the COP28 climate conference in Dubai this weekend, the United States is leading the charge on a United Nations-backed pledge to lower methane emissions by around 80%. 
which is blamed for nearly 45% of the Earth's warming. One country, though, notably not signing the U.S.-backed pledge, ABC's Lama Hassan has more. U.S. and Chinese officials already committing to host a methane summit during the conference, but so far, China refuses to join the global methane pledge, choosing to track and reduce emissions instead. Now, the timing of this announcement is particularly poignant, the U.N. declaring this year to be the warmest on record, with global temperatures rising 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Now, we're told that methane only lasts about a decade in the atmosphere, so stopping it now will have a swift impact on global warming. Latest traffic and weather together. We've got a car in the median there on uh, 75 at Sharon Road. Uh, it's not really causing a major delay right now. That is a pretty heavily uh, traveled area right around the Drury Inn and Suites, but uh, there are people on the highway, so do be aware. Stay towards the middle of each direction of 75 at Sharon Road, and uh, you should be just fine. Now, the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Temperatures climb to the low to mid 50s this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, down to the low 40s. Rain for the first half of your Sunday, followed by the mid 50s and windy conditions. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Right now, 52 degrees here in Cincinnati. Your Bengals game day forecast for Monday Night Football out of Jacksonville, brought to you by. Logan AC and Heat Services, free estimates, so book online now. At uh, Everbank Stadium, it's the Bengals and Jags, cloudy skies, no rain, cool temperatures in the 60s at game time. Perfect conditions. In the news, in March last year, a man was shot and killed at a Cincinnati Target store. Uh, Elias Phillips had gotten into an argument with a man in the store and was gunned down on his way out of the store. The man's father is now suing Target saying the security failed to intervene during the altercation in the store where the shooter showed a gun and security didn't call police. The father, Tracy Phillips, is suing Target for $50 million. Remember those buoys that the Texas governor installed in the Rio Grande River to deter illegal crossing from Mexico? They've been fighting over it for quite a while. The buoys now must go, according to a federal appeals court, saying that those buoys violate navigable waterways laws and must be removed. And nearly 100 years old, the old 700 WLW studios in the home of the Crosley Corporation has sat in Camp Washington there uh, overlooking I-75, uh, and it's been now empty and vacant and decaying for quite some time. It was such a historic building, uh, saw many stars rise to their careers, singing on the radio like uh, Rosemary Clooney, Rod Sterling worked here. The list goes on and on and on. Well, now the Port Authority in uh, Cincinnati is saving that building, committing $5 million to get it ready for redevelopment. They are hoping that it'll spark new businesses in Camp Washington. It's a great area. You can see it as you drive down 75, that tan radio-shaped building near I-74. FC Cincinnati welcomes Columbus crew for about a minute, and then they're going to fight it out. The uh, Hell is Real contest is the Eastern Conference Finals match tonight at 6 p.m. TQL Stadium. You'll hear the game right here. 12.34. I'm Sandy Collins with our next update at 1 on News Radio 700 WLW. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 700 WLW, an iHeartRadio station.
Now's the time to buy your new vehicle at CarryAutomotive.com. Whether you're in the market. Welcome back. It is uh, 1238 News Radio 700 WLW live from Ritz Fest 2023 here at the Duke Energy Convention Center. Joined by a guy who used to be the Reds general manager. Now he's president. He's president. I don't know if, if uh, Nick Crawl is going to be involved in the Iowa caucuses coming up here in a couple of months. But nevertheless, let's welcome Reds president Nick Crawl celebrating his 20th anniversary with the franchise. Right? T- 2003? Was that yeah. your... How about that? 2003, 20 years. 20 now. years. I've, uh, I've also had a lot of different titles and a lot of different roles. What was your first title? Uh, baseball operations assistant. I worked uh, I worked in the video room. I, I worked uh, I did worked with advanced scouting. My, my first mentor, Gene Bennett, um, was our advanced oh. scout, and I got to work with him. I, I've gotten to work with so many great people here over the years. It's, 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 it's been fun. Gene, Gene was an all-timer. Uh, no question. All-timer. No, no question. But uh, but you're 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 a, you're an assistant, so you probably had to run errands, right? Oh, I mean, it was it was I, I cut the video up, I, I worked, uh, I charted the games. Um, I they at one point they said, here, write the advance report. I had no idea what I was doing, but it was a great trial and error. And uh, but yeah, go get lunch, go get coffee, do whatever you possibly can, and, and uh, you just learn that way. Well, you do, and you know it's funny. I think it's that way in a lot of professions that if you have someone that gets in at that level and works their way up. They then know what it takes to do those jobs at the levels that they've been through. So that's in value. I'd probably played into your, uh, into your ascension to president enormously. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like from where I started, uh, we, we, we joke about this. And, and uh, you know, I, I worked, I did a minor league internship. I actually had lunch. Uh, one of my uh, former bosses is, a, is an assistant athletic director um, at, a, at a, a school, and, and he was here with their team. and. You know, we were having have breakfast and, and talked about it, and it's like, look, I lived in a camper. There were bears in my front yard every now and then. You know, we I worked in the clubhouse, I worked on the grounds crew, I worked. But you get the you, you you have an appreciation for what everybody does. You know, you live life on the road. You have an appreciation for what it's like to be in player development. You have appreciation what it's like to, uh, you know, work in analytics or, or or in baseball operations or in sales and marketing and what everyone has to go through. And, and I think that that's really benefited me probably more now than it did a few years ago while I'm in this role because you actually have to work with everybody and you understand what their roles are and how it makes how, how that that role helps this team on the field maybe it's not directly but mm-hmm. it's all indirectly and, and everybody in this organization does something to help this team on the field and whether they know it or not you uh, you said a buzzword there analytics and there's some old-time baseball fans not that I would consider myself old but I am old Roll, that would roll their eyes back in their head and give me the good bird dog. Let me know what he thinks. You know, he can see it, he can taste it, he can feel it. You got to play the analytics game, no question about it. But when you were in the got into the franchise in 2003, no, there weren't a lot of people playing analytics in baseball, right? I mean, they knew who Bill, Bill James was, but they didn't know spin rate and exit velocity and things like that. No, I mean, I think there's. It, We've gotten more and more information over the years. I, I my first uh, baseball operations uh, job was in uh, uh, was in Oakland. So the year I was there, that was the year that Moneyball was written. So I, they are, you, were, are you in the movie? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. Are you seriously? The the, um, the the if you see the old scenes, I was the Bat Boy on that club, and you can see me running back and forth. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm oh, going yeah. back and watching that tonight. You, you, you have to know who I am. But you're, we, you're in a uniform. Oh yeah, I, 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 I was I was one of the Bat Boys on that team. But Did you was, get paid? 
Yeah. yeah. From the movie into the movie? Oh, no, heck no. <laughs> oh, you just were there, right? No, no, I, I, oh. that, that's old footage. That's I thought MC before. Hammer was a bad boy for you. He, he was before I was there. Oh, he yeah, was yeah. before you, okay. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, we joke, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a great experience because I learned analytics. I learned, uh, I, I got to take scouting trips. I got to do a lot of different things, but you, you see how everything works together, and, and, you know, people people say, "Oh, it's this or this." It's not. It's everything. You you, you want information, and and the more information you get from your scouts, your analytics staff, uh, your your mental skills staff, everybody is is there to help you make decisions. And be, having more information is going to help you make a better decision. You're going to the winter meetings are in Nashville next week. Now, when you when you will you fly back home with Shohei Otani? Are you flying private or will you fly commercial with Shohei? Well, I'm going to drive, so we'll just it's the it's he's nice. in the back seat, yeah, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm dead serious. Do you anticipate? I mean, obviously, everybody in the in the world would love to have Shohei Itani on their team. But are you laying groundwork now for what's going to happen in Nashville for potential signings, free agent, and trades? Or do you lay the groundwork there and do that business when you get home? I think the groundwork gets laid at the GM meetings. Uh, I I think that the winter meetings are just more of a a spot for people to congregate the ground a lot of our groundwork you know the, the world series ends free agency starts um right after the world series and then we go almost directly to the gm meetings the gm meetings are um it, it's a very low-key event we we've we've already done our work i mean we we started in september uh, every year we, we start in september with with bringing our scouts in they see our club and, the, and we have some meetings with them. We, we, we work with our analytics staff. We end up setting our, our free agent board, our, our targets, what we're trying to do. And, you know, when, when, when you get to the GM meetings, you're trying to meet with every club. When you, you know, we've had lots of conversations. I mean, we signed two players this week before yeah. we even got there. Yeah. Once we get to the GM meetings, it's just a continuation of what we've been doing. It's just a place to congregate and meet. I mean, some, some guys, we'll have some meetings in person and, and, uh, and be able to sit down and, have longer conversations than just a phone conversation, but it's just a night. It's more of a touch point at this point. The two players you mentioned are Nick Martinez and Emilio Pagan. If you don't mind, I'm going to save that topic for Brad when he's up here. Yeah, sure. Can we do that. That's great. Uh, and then if I don't ask the right, well, you and Brad are sharing a room down there, right? So you uh, could just yeah. talk on how these interviews went when we, we asked for bunk beds. Yo, they could. Could they get them? Yeah, I, you know, I, I I just want the top. Um, if you if you look. At uh, at the composition of this club right now, you you had a chance to um, to make a deal at the deadline. I'm sure you know somebody wanted to give you a pitcher, uh, maybe Giolito for Ellie De La Cruz or some outrageous thing like that. Run a pitcher, give me one of your best prospects. But if you look back on that deadline, knowing that where you finished was so close to getting into the playoffs. Are you still comfortable about your strategy back then at the end of uh, the deadline? I am. I mean, could I say, in hindsight, would we have liked to add two more wins without giving up anything on our club? Sure we would have. That would have been great. But that wasn't the reality. I think that when you look at what we could have done and what we what we end up doing, um, you know, even giving up Joe Boyle for Sam Mole. Joe, mm -hmm. Joe Boyle ended up pitching in the big leagues at the end of the year. Sam Mole helped us win some more games. Right. So it, it was you had to make a little bit of a sacrifice there um, from a long-term perspective. But when you look at what the starting pitchers were out there, I, there's a couple of them that performed really well, and, and everybody else was kind of in, 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 a, in a boat where they didn't. Giving up players off our big league club to add a pitcher, you would have given off wins currently so it would have actually hurt your team and and helped your team at the same time so i don't think it would have been the big help that we we thought you know i wasn't willing to give up the young players on our big league team i think that's what our success is going to be built around and 
you know, into the future. And I think, you know, am I averse to making trades? No. We're going to have to make sure. some trades at some point. We're going to have to make some sacrifices. But at that time, I wasn't willing because when you look at a top 100 prospects, well, somebody might have a top 100 prospect in, in, in uh, A-ball. Our top 100 prospects were Andrew Abbott in the big leagues, were Connor Phillips in the big leagues, were Spencer Steer, big leagues, Christian Inkernuts. Those guys were yeah. in the big leagues. And, yeah. and to give those guys, to take them off the team just didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I mean, they uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they wanted you to give them a, a thousand acres of garden vegetables for a rake is basically what it was, right? Co- correct. And, yes. and, th- and, that's, and therein lies the rub. And I'm sure there were some outrageous things but you're not adverse to making a trade now to get because you listen to all of these pundits what the reds need is a seasoned arm you know a guy that's got some seasoning some innings that can solidify a young staff they need another bat in the outfield i mean everybody knows what the buzz is out there so what what are you looking for come on spill it spill it you look at our outfield we've got three left-handed hitters in in fraley friedel and uh will benson who played really well last year he did you got Spencer Steer, who was our player of the year voted by you guys that, you know, played yep. some of the outfield as well. Yep. Um, with Marte coming up at the end of the year. By the way, you sat in that same seat last year, and I told you your best acquisition was Spencer Steer. I told you that. Do you remember that? Yeah. No, and that's, I, why, you know, that's why you brought that out. I'm sure you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you look at our infield with, um, with Christian playing first and third, but mostly shifting to first this year, um, you know, you've got Marte, Ellie, uh, India, McLean, all can play the infield. And we had issues last year. Jonathan got hurt in August. Uh, McLean got hurt in September. But they all played. It was really important to have all of those guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, they need to learn some at the big league level. But having a lot of guys that can really do a good job. And Spencer, he moved around. He did a great job moving around. Yep. But if he can play left field and free some of the infield up or be able to go vice versa. I'm not going to say, oh, you need this or need this. Being able to add to the club would be great, but how can we add to the club and also maximize the players we have? It's good to see you again. Have a safe trip down to uh, Nashville, and good luck down there at the winter meetings and spring trainings right around the corner. Nick Crawl, the Reds' president of baseball operations. Thanks for having me, Jim. Good to see you again. We'll continue next from Reds Fest on 700 WLW. It's the Eastern Conference Final. FC Cincinnati taking on interstate rival the Columbus Crew. And tonight they are dancing in the middle. It's a do or die event with the winner moving on to the MLS Cup. Catch the call live from TQL Stadium tonight at 5.30 on 700 WLW. When you're on the feed and on the... Joined now by young... Mr. Hunter Green, and you still hello, are hello. young, aren't you? People forget <laughs> about how young you were when you were drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? We're doing well. You're looking well. How's the arm? Thank you. I feel great. What did great. you? What have you done since the end of the season? I mean, have you done any throwing, or are you just? Yeah. You know? So I, you know, I actually spoke about this yesterday. Uh, deloading, right? So for those of you that don't know what deloading is, uh, being able to throw right after the season, right? So instead of cold turkey uh and and just stop throwing right because yeah. we're so used to throwing every single day during the season uh i'll deload for about two weeks uh light catch you know nothing you know, the, the the intensity isn't you know harder through the roof so uh it's it's very light catch play 90 75 feet and uh just continuing to move the body and uh you know keep keep the body moving so uh deloading and you know obviously i'm lifting weights and i'm back in training yeah. but those first like two weeks after the season is uh, just you know keeping the arm nice and fresh, but 
not uh, going too hard. Is it like uh, load management in the NBA, only personal load management? Well, yeah, I mean, that's during uh, season. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. The offseason just, you know, yeah. like I said, continuing to see. Yeah, I, and, and, and I find this fascinating because you use specific muscles in what you do for a living. Do you? What do you do, like, at this time of the year when you're deloading? To other muscles in your body. Do you work on other things so you're not yeah, so you like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used this example yesterday. Like if you go and you know you, you want to sprint and you've been sitting on the couch for two months, or you go to play catch with your son, you know your arms are going to be a little sore, tight. So you know trying to close that gap of feeling a little wonky or feeling sore or having some tightness really helps when you're able to stay mobile and uh, kind of deload, like I said. So. Yeah, there's, you know, a lot of throwing program, uh, you know, exercises that guys will continue to do. Everybody's different. Everybody's off-season program is different. Their routine uh, varies from guy to guy. But uh, for a lot of us, we like to stay active and, and do something to keep our bodies nice and, and warmed up. I think you've made 46 major league starts. I think it's 46. What have you? What's the biggest thing you've learned in those 46 starts about pitching in the major leagues and adapting to that kind of that level of superiority. Sure, yeah. I mean, we're playing at the you know we're we're at the highest stage of baseball and playing at the the highest level, right? So, you know, being able to make adjustments pitch to pitch is probably the number one thing, right? And and I learned that you know going through the minor leagues, I knew that that was gonna have to be part of my game, and I'd have to understand that going into the big leagues. But I think that's you know one of the big separators from high school to college to you know minor league to the big leagues, like having to make those adjustments that gap closes you know so you notice a guy takes a certain swing and you know you you have to follow that pitch up with you know with something that's going to keep him off balance or you know instead of feeding right into a swing so guys are you know able to make those adjustments not just as pitchers but hitters as well so you know even though that we're studying our hit you know the hitters that we're facing they're also studying us just as much so we have to understand that and be able to make adjustments pitch to pitch. I'd say that's number one. Yeah, but you might face, well, it's a major league roster. You're going to face 16, 17 hitters, 14, 15 hitters. They're studying you. Right. you got to study every one of them. Every one of them. It's kind of And unfair. the bench guys. Yeah, and right. the guys on the bench that right. might come in. Right. So, it's, I mean, the ratio yeah. really doesn't work in your favor. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of the game, but, you know, everybody embraces that and, you know, we understand that, you know, we can't do anything about that as part of the game, like I said. But, you know, we find ways to, you know, better ourselves and be able to stay locked in for, you know, 100 pitches or whatever, you know, is asked of us. That yeah. I'm not going to ask you about personal goals because they have to feather into team goals. Yep. You saw what this team accomplished this past year. Everybody starts 0-0 on opening day. Correct. But if, if, if you look at what's here, what would the expectation be for these fans? Uh, obviously, the sky is the limit. I mean, you guys saw the excitement that you know the team was able to bring to the city and bring to the organization. So, uh, you know, obviously we have tremendous talent, but I think the the most important thing is, you know, I talked about this earlier, the, the work ethic and knowing the character of our players. I feel I, I look across the clubhouse and I look across the room and nobody's complacent, right? Everybody, you know, has goals of their own. Uh, and obviously we have our own goals, but we also want to bring that excitement back to the city, right? So, you know, last year, or well, still this year, you know, we, we had a lot of success, but obviously we came up short. Uh, but, but going into next year, you know, I, I think we still have that, that bad taste in our mouth from the end yeah. of this season. That's just going to add more motivation for us going into 2024 and beyond. Is that a Rolex? <laughs> it is, yes, sir. It's a Rolex. Yes, when did you get that? 
2017 when I was drafted. Oh, so it's not something you just got, you know, the last week or so. No, sir. Was that like a gift to yourself when you signed? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, you know, timepiece, and uh, this is the only watch I currently have. But Nice timepiece. That thing's you. gorgeous. Thank you, thank you. Oh, it's classic. <laughs> no, it is classic. What, uh, what do you make of, of the fan base here? Because these fans... Uh, you know, it's the oldest franchise. Whoa, it's the oldest franchise in Major League Baseball. Uh, but it's a knowledgeable fan base. Yes, I mean, yes, a lot yes, of the, a lot of these towns yes, you go yes. to, they don't know whether a ball is blown up or stuffed. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's what do you uh, what do you make of the fan base here? Oh, it's always been special. I mean, being drafted like like we talked about earlier in 2017, uh, I actually knew a little bit more about you know the history of Cincinnati before I was drafted. My uncle was a huge Cincinnati Reds fan, oh, wow. and it was really weird because he was from Northern California. He lived up in the Bay Area, and it's like when I was younger, I'm like trying to connect the dots and make that connection of like how do you know anything about Cincinnati being from NorCal? And that was a time of the Big Red Machine, and obviously that was global. Yeah. yeah. And everybody knew about the Reds. So kind of, you know, understanding that and seeing all the pictures uh, that he was in, he was Reds gear head head to toe. And, uh, you know, it was was funny as a kid, but, you know, once I was drafted with the Reds, it was uh, it was like man, this you know there's so much history here. I have a great opportunity to be able to bring that back to the city as well, and I think that's the most exciting part is yeah. being a part of a team like this, seeing the you know the, the attendance of this year. You know, Reds Fest is always great, but I feel like there's a little bit more of excitement and um, you know promise you know from coming from this team. So. You can't you can't help but be happy to be part of history. I mean, really, in, in yeah. life, I. I hope uh, 2024 is everything you want it to be, because if it is, it'll be everything these folks yes, want it to be. Yes. So thanks for stopping by. Thank you, guys. Hunter Green. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. We've got to take a break. 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. A big promise to change the climate. With the 1 o'clock report, I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now. They are at the United Nations Conference on Climate Change today in Dubai. And Vice President Kamala Harris attending in the place of the president, announcing that the U.S. is launching a new partnership uh, to build clean energy supply chains around the world and $568 million in concessional lending as part of that partnership. The United States is proud to join more than 115 nations in a commitment to double energy efficiency, and to triple renewable energy capacity by 2030. And because of our historic investments, the United States is on path to meet these goals. Now, methane is accounts for nearly half of all of the global warming type uh, emissions in the atmosphere. Uh, So getting rid of it will help things pretty quickly. Meanwhile, China says they're not on board yet, so we'll see. Latest traffic and weather together. No highway delays right now. That problem on uh, 75 at the Sharon Road area has been cleared. And the uh, traffic right now is light to moderate across the tri-state. Now the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry, the judgment-free dental experience you've been looking for. Nofeardentist.com. A lot of clouds out there today, but temperatures do climb to the low to mid-50s for your afternoon high. We stay dry tonight with a low of 42. Rain throughout the first half of your Sunday, followed by windy conditions gusting close to 30 miles per hour, topping out in the mid-50s.
From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Now 53 degrees as you run your errands this afternoon. The Bengals game day forecast is going to be cloudy in Jacksonville. No rain expected and cool temperatures at game time in the 60s at Everbank Stadium. Brought to you by Logan AC and Heat Services. Free estimates book online right now. Imagine being at dinner and a 7.5 magnitude earthquake strikes your restaurant. That comes from X, people posting their amazing videos of the the, um, earthquake that just hit there in the Philippines, which would be Saturday night. For us, it was Saturday morning. It uh, hit about a thousand miles south of Manila the second largest uh, island in the Philippines, about 26 million residents, lots of damage to buildings, and we're waiting to hear how bad it is. A fundraiser is being held today to help the three families who lost a loved one in that Hillsboro explosion at Jimbo's Auto Repair. The owner of Grub and Monkey Restaurant is holding a fundraiser dinner, 20 bucks a plate, along with raffle tickets and a GoFundMe account for all three of the men's families. By the way, they say life expectancy in the U.S. rose slightly last year after two years of decline brought on mainly by COVID-19. CDC uh, put out the data this week that says life expectancy at birth at, uh, let's see, in 2002, if you were born in 2002, was 77.5 years. That's up 1.1 years from the year before. Still lower than what was uh, in the pre-pandemic area, though, which was about 78.8 years. FC Cincinnati meets the Columbus crew tonight if, uh, let's see, 6 o'clock at TQL Stadium with the kickoff. We have our coverage beginning right here on the big one at 5.30. Join us then. Next update at 1.30, I'm Sandy Collins on News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Wendy's Peppermint Frosty. The holidays are back, and you know what else is back? Wendy's Peppermint Frosty. So, three-run home run, T.J. Only De La Cruz catches that ball. Christian Encarnacion Strand walks it off. These Reds just keep coming. Live from the Duke Energy Convention Center, this is Reds Fest. Time to come to the party. On 700 WLW, the home of the Cincinnati Reds. We're live from the Duke Energy Center, downtown Reds Fest 2023. I'm Ken Brew. Joined now by Reds general manager, just promoted in the last few months, Brad Metter. Brad, how are you, buddy? Very well. Thank you for having me. You are, uh, you are, they say, you know, lifers. You're a baseball lifer, aren't you? I, I, and it looks like you're only about 15. Yeah, I, But I I'm wish. just saying, you're, you're, I mean, that's it. That's baseball. That's your life. It is. It has been for a long time now, and it's, it's amazing how, how fast it's gone. Yeah, and you're, you're very patient. You've been with uh, the Reds, I think, for what? 15 years. 15 years. And, uh, now you're promoted to general manager. So, I mean, you're right. You're going to these meetings in Nashville. You're going to be down there. You're going to be right with Nick. You're going to all the trade talks. You, Brian Cashman, are going to be dropping water balloons <laughs> out the window and everything. I mean, kind of. I mean, when you think about it, you you left a very comfortable situation at the University of Cincinnati as a coach, and now here you are with this. So, I mean, this is kind of the pinnacle for you. I mean, the next thing is knock and crawl off, but this is kind of the pinnacle <laughs> for you, right? No, this is great, and I, and I like having him right where he is. This is, this is perfect. Uh, you, um, I, I I told. Uh, Nick, that I would save these questions for you. You made two free agent acquisitions in pitchers this week, 
And uh, I want to talk first about uh, Nick Martinez, a little bit about him, what you saw in him. You look at him from last year, and he seemed to get caught in a numbers game in terms of starting rotation. But, you know, he started, I think, nine games, and then he, he spent the rest of the year in the pen in San Diego. How do you view him as you go into Goodyear in a couple of months? Well, I think one of the benefits, maybe the biggest benefit, is the versatility that he brings, right, um, and that he's willing to do it. Uh, he's done He's done both. Um, he's very capable of doing both. He can give you quality innings, whether it's starting or relieving, and that's really important. That's how we went into the offseason. We obviously have a young rotation. We've had some health um, issues there um, with Nick Lodolo and, and Graham had the had the foot, and so we expect everyone to be healthy, but you don't know. I mean, you, you know you're going to run into it at some point, sure. so having that uh, flexibility with Nick is is really important and the other thing about Nick is he fits our culture he's the right kind of guy who can come in and help our young kids and kind of show them the way he's pitched a lot of really important innings um, both in the rotation out of the bullpen so that's important for us you mentioned health you know everybody likes to say well who's your starting road who's the starting five and that's all well and good, but to get through a season, you better have a starting nine. Yeah, that's exactly right. And this is this, I guess, is where his versatility comes. That's from. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emilio Pagan. Uh, interesting study. You saw. I think you signed him before you signed Nick. But uh, nevertheless, Pagan is strictly a a a a pen guy, right? Where would he Where would he be? Would he be mid late inning guy? Where do you see him fitting in in a perfect world? Yeah, we see him fitting at the back of the bullpen. He can pitch late innings. Um, which is really important, obviously, and he's done it. And he's done it late in seasons. He's done it in October. And we obviously have a really young group of players and pitchers that we're really excited about. But one thing we don't have is a lot of experience in October. Um, He does have it. And so, again, he fits what we were looking for. He's done it. He's the right kind of makeup guy. He can come in and not only be a good leader in the clubhouse, but also show our young players what it looks like because yeah. he's done it yeah nick was just here a few minutes ago he said you know when that he, pagan's name came up that it was you that stood up and took your shoe off and banged it on the table saying we got to sign this guy we that's gotta, it that's, that's a it. true yeah. story no, i was on the table it was on the table <laughs> uh, um so i mean i you have to like what you have here most people do it's a young team it's a talented team it's not a team that's going to really hamper you in a payroll standpoint in any way shape or form you seem to have payroll flexibility going forward here into december and we'll see what happens there is there anything you're looking for specifically now to kind of round things out as you get to goodyear yeah i would say specifically we're going to continue to look for quality innings and wherever that can come from we're interested um whether it's another rotation piece or it's another bullpen piece we'll see we'll see what fits us um, our team and our budget, and and we'll go from there. But the more quality innings we can add to this team, the better we feel. And if there's something from a position player side that we feel like fits us and helps us, the one thing that we really feel good about is our um, flexibility with our position players as well. Uh, we've talked a lot about that. We've we've in our player development, we've played guys around the field. We've mm-hmm. moved guys around. Ellie and Matt and Nick Marte, they've all played different positions, um, and Spencer Steer. And so that that can only help us. Sure. Um, so 
if there is a position player that fits, them being being able to move around a little bit, that that's a, that's an advantage that's for us. Versatility yeah, again, as you have yep, in your in, in your bullpen. Um, it's crazy out there the numbers that are getting thrown around for starting pitching. I love Sonny Gray, three years, seventy five million. I'm not sure I would even like that, let alone love it. I mean, that's a lot of money for uh, what what Sonny brings to the table, yeah. or New York from the meetings. But it just it, the dollars for quality, for example, pitching are just so enormous right now. So how do you do your due diligence and and how do you maybe say, okay, those are the big names that are out there, but wait a minute, here's a guy that we really like. He might, you know, be somebody that fits into the what you just described. How do you how do you do your due diligence on that and not get caught up in the galaxy of stars that are going to command money that you really can't afford? Well, we can't get caught up in it. Yeah. We all know that um, we have to be, we have to find free agents that fit for us. But more importantly, most importantly for us, we have to build through our system, and it's what we've talked about. It's the groundwork that Nick has laid out over the last three or four years that we've talked about. We're here now. The window's opening. This is what we've been waiting for. We have a really strong system. You're seeing them graduate. You saw them in the second half of last year. There's yeah. more coming. We have to continue that. Yeah. Um, we have to continue to acquire good players through international signings, through the amateur draft. When we make trades, we have to do a good job there, um, and we have to develop them. And that's the only way we can sustain this more than a year or two at a time, and that's that's the plan. Dude, I, dude, I just opened the door for you. You didn't even walk through. It, your whole background was in amateur scouting and all that you yes. should have said something like well you know they need to follow the blueprint i gave them when i was an amateur but no in all sincerity you having that kind of fiber in your fabric makes you as valuable to this team as you are you understand that the lifeblood of any team i don't care if it's the yankees i don't care if it's the cubs teams with unlimited payroll the fabric is made up of amateur players doing due diligence throughout the system and finding that player that's going to get you to where you got to go. For example, great example this year, Ellie De La Cruz. No, that's it. We have to do it that way. It's certainly not about me being good at it. It's about me knowing who's good at it and yeah. making sure we have a good staff yeah. um, in our in our scouting departments and our play de de player development. And I feel really strong about all of those departments right now we're in really good shape we have good leaderships of all those departments and we have really good coaches and scouts and we just have to keep it going crawl says you're both in one room in nashville and they're bunk beds that's not happening and he's on top that's, that's, that's what he said that's not happening <laughs> brad metter good to see you congratulations you. on the promotion so well much. deserved and uh i i know there are great things ahead for you personally and because of that great things ahead for this team stay well thank Absolutely. you appreciate it all Thanks, right guys. we'll continue next on 700 wlw Listening to Scott Sloan keeps my wife from cheating on me. People have made some strange claims about the Scott Sloan Show. Listening to Scott Sloan has helped my pickleball game. We can promise you that Sloney deals with the same problems you deal with, isn't afraid to ask local leaders the tough questions, and always makes sure to have a little fun. Listening to Scott Sloan taught me how to get rid of that extra toe. Anything else is a Sloney bonus. I swear, it's true. Scott Sloan, Monday morning at 9 on 700 WLW. One of the great places in America, for that matter, the world, is Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford. By the way, when you go there, bring a toy because it's a toy for Todd's headquarters. Get a great craft beer there while you're there. In fact, their new holiday ale is on tap. It's called Prancer. Its ABV is low. It's only 5%. And 
when you're there, try some of the soups. It's officially soup season. Chili topped with sour cream and cheese, chicken noodle soup, potato soup, 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 soup. And remember this, great merch there to purchase for anybody on your holiday list. It's Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford. Keep your family and guests healthy this holiday season with Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Call now to get three rooms clean for only $129. And men- We're live at 2023 Reds Fest. We're here at the Duke Energy Convention Center in downtown Cincinnati. Reds fans abound, most of whom wish opening day were tomorrow. But uh, it's not, and that's good because probably in two weeks we'll be digging out of snow, but... Anyway, baseball, 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 and standing by to join me right now is Charlie Frank. Now, I know Charlie has worn many hats inside of uh, Reds baseball. Uh, director of Community Relations, Director of the Reds Community Fund, Director of Ticket Sales, Director of Parking, uh, Director of Everything. You, I, 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 I jest, but I don't think there's a job, Charlie, you couldn't do in this organization. Actually, I'd be horrible at the parking job. I'd be terrible at that. Well, you might bring the prices down a little bit. I might do that. That's true. Anyway, yeah. uh, Charlie's here, and it's been a huge, I guess, 24 hours. Maybe maybe you had some wind of it before then, because um, you guys were awarded the Selig Award. And uh, it's named after Bud Selig, and it's for being the model franchise in Major League Baseball for community involvement. And there is no substitute for that for any business but in a professional sports business, I think it's the epicenter because it shows that you're more than just baseball players on a field selling hot dogs at the stadium and see in a couple of months when spring training begins. It is a 24-7, 365 deal that you've got going. And congratulations to you and your, your, uh, your organization for being able to do that. No small trick. Ken, thank you. It's, uh, it really is an entire organizational pillar it's uh, it's a priority that the Castellini's brought with them from day one and uh, you know uh, I was in this role when when Bob arrived and I remember meeting with him within the first couple of days and this man knocked down absolutely every barrier that I had and he understood it because of their years as uh, minority owners with the Cardinals and with yeah. the Rangers and with the Orioles they yeah. knew this business and they knew exactly what they wanted to do in the community when they arrived. And they've done it. I mean, they've made the investment and the connections for us to do things like build the PNG MLB uh, Reds Youth Academy, which is still 10 years in, uh, one of the best in the business. It's the model for the business. It, uh, yeah. So that, you know, uh, and I, people may think, oh, of course he's going to speak highly of ownership. Uh, it, it, I cannot say enough about the the way they came in and and set the bar high and gave us every resource to build that facility and build fields and connect with the community this award was won for a big community initiative that we do every year with PNG and the Cincinnati Zoo and Cincinnati yeah. Children's yeah. and GE and you know what it's a lot of teams wouldn't have the ability to do that sort of community activity but they embrace it and Bob and Phil are literally on the ground for those events too so um, you know from Red's ownership to Red's leadership our entire front office uh, our community fund staff this is a really nice moment you just mentioned all of those organizations that are Cincinnati and to bring all of them together no look Red's baseball is going to unify 
the community, whatnot. But to unify it to do all of the great work you do. Now, you know, I, I, I appreciate what you said about, uh, you know, Bob knocking things down and getting you in there. But it takes somebody to actually execute it. So come on now. But let's, let's talk about what the fund specifically does. We hear about it. We talked about your corporate partners there. But when it gets right down to it, what do you we know and we know about the academy in Roselawn, but what do what do you do with it? What do you the money that you take in, give us some tangible places it's gone. Well, first of all, you know, our mission is to to grow the game, to maintain the game, sustain it, to yeah. try to help those in neighborhoods where it's it's still alive to continue it and mm -hmm. then it's to do everything that we can to make it accessible. So really above and beyond anything, Ken, we're we're trying to get the game back into the the neighborhoods, when we go through a year like 2023 with the Reds, and we all feel that energy of what a young, exciting, interesting winning team can do, you forget that the industry still has a real challenge ahead, and that's finding the next wave of young people that play the game. I mean, you look at a lot of high schools, especially in urban core communities, you know, the numbers for varsity baseball and softball, they're low, you know, and, it, it, and if the Reds aren't out there trying to find ways to get people back to the game and to make the game easier and more accessible. I mean, it's expensive and the equipment is complicated. It's yeah. not like just going out and playing basketball. Right. You know, Where you only need a ball and a hoop. A ball and a hoop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's complicated. And the other thing is, the, you know, obviously we both know it's, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people played baseball in every street corner. That's they right. played it in every backyard. You right. played catch or wiffle ball or pickle. So right. really the number one thing we're trying to do is uh, is breathe life into the game. But we do that uh, through a lot of different funding mechanisms. We do that through a lot of key partnerships. We, we provide financial support to over 600 teams annually. We've been a part of over 600, 600 teams. Wow. Now we do that in partnership with the Kid Glove organization. We do it with the Rosie Reds. Uh, we do it with CPS, with CRC. We have funding programs with St. Elizabeth Healthcare in Northern Kentucky. For the Northern Kentucky high schools, you know, and we've been at it for a while. So um, we've met a lot of people along the way. And, you know, it's uh, to knock, in, knock on someone's door on behalf of the Reds in this community, they're harder things to do. Well, you're doing a hell of a job. Well, I'm just telling you that. I hope you're hearing that at work, too. You're doing <laughs> a hell of a job. It's good to see you. Uh, congratulations on Reds Fest. I know that's the ultimate team effort as well. And, uh, Stay well. Have a great uh, Christmas if I don't see you. I appreciate that, Ken. Thank you so much. I'll at least see you when the caravan starts. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Frank, we got to take a break. Reds Fest 2023, 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. RSV on the rise. This is the 130 Report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now with the holidays kicking into high gear, colder temperatures driving people indoors. 11 states, including New York, Massachusetts, Puerto Rico, and even here in Warren County, experiencing high or very high levels of respiratory illnesses. This like RSV, the flu, pneumonia, COVID, and particularly in children. ABC News medical correspondent Dr. Darian Sutton says many families can utilize some basic precautions to keep themselves safe this winter, especially through the holidays.
washing our hands, of course, bringing our masks when we're in high-risk environments, getting updated in our flu and our COVID vaccines, and then taking advantage of those free COVID tests that are available with the United States at covidtest.gov, bringing those home uh, and make, making sure that if you finding that your test is negative in the first few days, test again 28, uh, 20, excuse me, 24 to 48 hours later, just to make sure. Now, Sutton says you should closely monitor your kids, and here's how to do it if they're, uh, talk to them. And if they're taking a lot of breaths in between their sentences, or if you notice that they're wheezing, having difficulty catching their breath, it's time to see the doctor. For babies, they say if they're grunting or wheezing, they need to be evaluated too. Latest traffic and weather together on the big one. No major problems to speak of around or through Cincinnati. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. A lot of clouds out there today, but temperatures do climb to the low to mid-50s for your afternoon high. We stay dry tonight with a low of 42. Rain throughout the first half of your Sunday, followed by windy conditions gusting close to 30 miles per hour, topping out in the mid-50s. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Cloudy and 53 degrees right now here in Cincinnati. Down in Jacksonville, the uh, Bengals game day forecast uh, at the... Uh, Kickoff, game time, cool temperatures in the 60s. It'll be cloudy with no rain expected for Monday night football. It's brought to you by Logan AC and Heat Services. Free estimates book online now. Nice forecast. We'll take it. A retired Dayton, Ohio police sergeant and then a former special deputy in Brown County Sheriff's Department is going to prison for child pornography. 70-year-old Dennis Cheney took a plea deal with prosecutors. He's going to be locked up for two years Deputies got a tip about eight months ago about a Georgetown, Ohio man. He had 10 charges against him. He pled guilty to two of them. The other eight were dropped. Once he is out, he'll have to register as a Tier 2 sex offender. An NFL legend is now remembering his encounters with the first woman on the U.S. Supreme Court after the death of Sandra Day O'Connor. Here's ABC's Joey Waller. Here's to you, Sandy baby. You'll always be the greatest. That tweet from Pro Football Hall of Famer John Riggins upon the death of late Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. During a Washington press club affair in 1985, a drunk Riggins making international headlines, infamously telling O'Connor, quote, Come on, loosen up, Sandy baby. You're too tight, unquote. Riggins tweeting that he's saddened by O'Connor's death, adding that they'd run into each other periodically, and she always had a great sense of humor about their initial encounter. Joey Waller, ABC News. Muller High School football player Jordan Marshall is Mr. Football in Ohio. Best player in the state named by the Ohio Prep Sports Writers Association. He plans to shoot up for, suit up, that is, <laughs> for Michigan. And uh, we have the MLS Eastern Conference final match tonight right here on the big one. FC Cincinnati meets the Columbus crew. Coverage begins at 530. Next update at 2. I'm Sandy Collins on News Radio 700. WLW. Camper owners, come see and feel the Holman RV difference for yourself. State-of-the-art RV body and collision center. Largest camper parts today. Joined now by the manager of the Cincinnati Reds, David Bell. David, how are you, brother? Good. It's uh, it's great to see you. It's been a while. It's, so it's at good. my age, it's great for anybody to see me. <laughs> yeah, it's it been really a while. Is, yeah. It's been a great weekend so far. We look forward to this weekend to see... Our players and our staff get everybody together. It's been two months, but uh, more than anything, it's just a great celebration of all the great fans we have and a chance to, to really appreciate that part of it. So it's been, it seems like people are enjoying the last yeah. couple of days. I know we have, and 
our players are in great spirits and uh, really enjoying this. You doing any undercover work? You meet these guys, see who's been eating too much in the off season, or you know, <laughs> are you doing any of that stuff? That's funny, but it, it is true. Uh, not so much that, but just it, it's a great opportunity to check in with our players, make sure things are on target with their off season, and yeah. seeing if they need anything. And uh, just more than anything, I mean, this group in particular, we really look forward to this weekend because we had so much fun with sure. all, all of our players this year and um, seeing them again and checking in with their family and a lot of them brought their their uh, uh, spouse and, and family with yeah. them so it's good to connect and um, you know for some of our injured guys it's an opportunity for our medical staff to check in with them and do follow-ups and everyone's on track we have you know everyone's off season is going to be a little bit different but they're all on track to start uh spring training on time yeah as you as you reflect back on on 2023 do you replay things now in the off season in your mind or did you check that baggage on the last day of the season you do learn to have a pretty short memory um it was disappointing and you know even devastating when you come up short but Shortly thereafter, you, you look back and say, wow, it was, uh, we have a lot to look forward to, yeah. a lot to be excited about. Um, and it was very motivational. I know for me, um, I took a few weeks to really reflect and document and you know, keep track of what went well this year and what we need to improve on. So kind of went through a process of getting feedback from um, coaches and even players, like talked to all the players and tried to get uh, just any – idea ideas of um, areas we can improve and we're so close and you know it's a reminder of how every little thing matters every detail um, every opportunity we have to to improve and we're going to need to continue to do that for sure that's how we got off uh, you know uh, that's how we kicked spring training off last year was hey we we love the group we have, but we have to get better, yeah. and that's not going to change this year. Yeah, I, I, you you might have been asked this before or heard this before, but the one thing that I hear about David Bell when I'm out with my friends, the few that are still alive, they they always ask me, "How can a guy that comes off so pleasant get thrown out of so many games? How does it? Is there a switch? What is it? I really don't know. Um, <laughs> it's not something I look to do. I, I I hate it. I don't like doing that, and um, well, when you get thrown out, you got to go down the tunnel, right? Yeah. you got to go to the clubhouse. And it's exhausting. I usually go and just lay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't go in there and, like, you know, throw water bottles or anything? And you come out the next day with a lineup card, or you see the same umpires the next yeah. day. It's like nothing happened. Yeah, you How does that work? You can't hold a grudge. You can't? Game. No. You try oh, not to. I would, I, not, I, I would not survive <laughs> in baseball, man. I've got Irish, you know, I, I got Irish Alzheimer's. I forget everything but a grudge. It's right. the curse of the Irish. Yeah, <laughs> but no. you can't uh, you 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 can't let it carry over the next day, right? You try not to. Yeah, I mean we're all human, and um, but uh, yeah, again, it's it's something that you know I'm not not proud of or anything like that. And for all the kids, I, you know, don't do that. Yeah, right. Okay, but uh, no, it, 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 I think it's just when you care about something, right. and, and certainly there's things that happen that I'm not proud of or even regret well you're not throwing any bases said. like Penella. that hasn't <laughs> happened yet kicking dirt on the plate i haven't seen that yet but your, but your demeanor is just like your dad's you know your dad was when i was in my heyday he was in his heyday 
and uh, he was a very placid guy. Did, did your dad, like, was there a switch with him maybe when you were at home or anything? I mean, what was Buddy like? He, he has a switch for sure. <laughs> he does. I mean, but but uh, you're right. I mean, just very, very calm, especially under pressure and yeah. um, laid back, but obviously very intense and, you know, great at what he did. How's he doing? He's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. We talk all the time and, um, you know, he's, he's enjoying, you know, being around family and grandkids and I bet. going to different games I and all bet. that. So, yeah. Um, but uh, when you're a big big league manager, you're you've got to manage the game, right? You got to manage the game. You have to be aware of what's going on. You got to be a little bit of a psychologist too, because you have 25 or 26 people, depending on you know the size and the, the situation. But they're all different personalities, and everybody has to be handled differently. It's not one size fits all, and particularly in this day and age, it's not. in even when you broke in, into the game, I think your first major league season was '96. Um, people, you know, that was still kind of like the boomers raised those kids. Well, now it's generation or the millennials that are raising kids that you're dealing with, and it's a little bit different deal. How do you deal with that aspect of it with the simple goal in mind? We're here to win ball games and championships. How do you how do you deal with that? That's the fun part, you know. It, it really is. It's the the art of uh, you know really being able to relate understand you try to listen as much as possible and understand that these players this is their livelihood it's their career they're extremely driven and work really hard to, to be successful and they care a lot about it and uh knowing that you know that that there's a lot to gain individually but then the the, the fun of the challenge of trying to bring that all together and um, connect all the dots to to do it as a team and that's what's special about baseball and um, you know, it's like when you experience that, it's like magic, and mm -hmm. there's nothing, nothing better. So, always working towards bringing all that together. And with our team, um, last year, um, there wasn't a whole lot of work to be done on that. They, they all just connected. They're, in, especially you know, that many young players who've never been in the major leagues to truly care about winning and yeah. and, and and one another um, made it so much fun and. Um, that was a big part of who we are and our identity, and you know, it's uh, we've talked about the next step of getting to the postseason and all that. I really believe in the postseason; it's the team that is the closest that that does well. So, yeah. you know, now we're trying to to fight for those inches to get to that point. When you're out on the street, what's the number one question people ask you when they recognize you? Like you're at Kroger or someplace like that. What do they ask you? Well, it's not so much that, but I will I will share that. Um, you know, being from Cincinnati and being back here the last five years, being around the city and, and, and running into our fans, um, the response to the team this past year was Incredible. different than, yeah. than any other time. And uh, people will, will share with me that, that how much they enjoyed watching us play. Yeah. And that means a lot. Yeah. It, it actually meant a lot to our young team this year. It was something we talked about in, in meetings and players would bring it up and it, it meant a lot. We want people to, to love to watch us play. That means we're doing something right. Oh, you are. Plus, it means a lot that uh, you know, our fans actually, you know, they, you all spend a lot of time um, supporting us. So to be able to enjoy what we're doing and, and uh, to make you feel good when we're watching us play means a lot. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. There is no better elixir for anything in sports than winning. And I know everybody starts 0-0. 
Nobody gets to carry over what they did. But this has to be one of the youngest, most talented teams in the league right now. Peace is not all in place. You picked up a couple of nice pitchers this past week. That, that's going to help you immensely, I know. But that enthusiasm is, is so strong. You know, for a guy who's been around this town a long time, I can sense it again that there are a lot of people that are up on the balls of your feet. And you are no small reason why. And congratulations on the, on the new contract. I didn't. I probably should have told you about my marketing idea. You know, we're getting, you were getting thrown out all these games, you know? And I said, you know, Jeff Ruby throws a lot of people out of his restaurants, so they should have done a montage of you getting thrown out of these games, and then Ruby says, but you'll never get thrown out of Jeff Ruby's. You'd be standing there, and you'd probably do that for free steaks for a year. I right? like that. I like I'm, that. I'm Can I run with that? What do you think, David? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> sure, and I, I appreciate I really do. I appreciate that. We have a really talented group. You've got a we great have, group. We have a lot of... A lot of good things going in our yeah. organization, and right now the focus is just continuing to improve yeah. and uh, working hard and, and um, just very grateful to, to have the opportunity yeah. to continue to do that with this group. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the contract. Have a great Christmas, and uh, Thanks, tell Buddy we said hi. I will. David right. Bell, nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. Yes, sir. Yeah. We'll continue next on 700 WLW. When I need a quick pick-me-up on a busy day, I pour myself a cold glass of Mr. Squeaks, 100% mouse milk, from grass-fed mice, milked by tiny hands. Mm-mm, now that's good mouse milk. The perfect drink for Eddie and Rocky. Mouse milk is a protein-packed thirst quencher. Eddie and Rocky are your good time quencher with one-of-a-kind interviews, amazing guests, and plenty of laughs. Eddie and Rocky, Monday afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. Most of us on this earth as mere mortals, very few of us are legends. Very few of us achieve legendary status, but I have a legend sitting next to me right now. Please welcome back Reds legend Sean Casey. <laughs> hey, thanks, bro. Appreciate that. You are you are a legend. <laughs> You're a legend, bro. No, I'm not a legend. All I do is introduce legends. <laughs> This is the guy that made Aaron Judge the hitter that he is in his two months as Yankees hitting coach, Sean K. No, you. how did you like your time with the Yankees? Oh, man, I really enjoyed it. You know, doing it with Booney, too, was great. You know, obviously, Booney's a dear friend of mine. But, you know, I think to a man, anyone that plays this game in Major League Baseball, you know, you'd be crazy not to want to wear the pinstripes at some point in your career. So just to have the opportunity to do that, those the guys were incredible. I mean, from and it, you have a chance to be Aaron Judge's hitting coach every day, and uh, you know that was something that was really special. And that guy is one of the greatest humans I've ever met, and one of the best players I've ever seen. So yeah. it was just a lot of fun, and, and that organization is uh, first class all the way. But you're done. You're back on TV I'm now. I'm done. Yeah, MLB. I'm back at MLB Network. You know, I got two daughters still at home. My daughter, my daughter Jillian's 13. My other daughter's oh. 18. So. You know, back to being dad and, and working at the network, uh, which is great. Yeah, now you have you have sons too. I have two sons. How yeah. old are they now? My oldest son Andrew's at Dayton University of Dayton. He's, oh, yeah, crow. Yeah, he's a senior. I remember you pitched. He's a senior, bro. At Dayton. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he's a senior. At I remember you throwing batting practice to him out in Arizona about yeah. ten years ago. I know, dude. I know. Uh, yeah, he's twenty-two, man. He's holy 22. crow. Then I got another son, Jake, who's twenty. He's at Kent State. He's a junior. So. Wow. Yeah, he's playing baseball out there. So it's uh, been awesome, man. It's just uh, got four kids running around and uh, life's good. <laughs> do, you get to, do you get to see him play? Yeah, you know what? I get to, Andrew's not playing anymore at Dayton, but I get to see Jake a lot. He played in the Cape Cod League this year. One of the coolest things 
one of the coolest experiences I've ever had with him is being with the Yankees this year. When he was done with his uh, his year at the Cape Cod League, he joined me for like 10 days yeah. and was able to come in at all the hitters' meetings, listen to these guys talk hitting, watch these guys work in the uh, cages, how they go about their business. And then also I got he got a chance to take batting practice at Yankee Stadium and oh, wow. PNC Park. So, you know, just that experience as a father-son was really cool. I don't know if you remember this, but this is was in Florida, and it was about... Uh, I don't know, maybe like uh, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and you're taking batting practice, and you're hitting a ball, and you turn around and you look at me, you go, Brew, Brew, how much longer are you going to be doing? No, you know what it was? It was in Arizona. You're saying, Brew, Brew, how much longer are you going to be doing this, man? He said, why don't you just retire? You're too old to be doing this, and I'm still doing it. It was you and Dunn, <laughs> no, it wasn't. and it was somebody else. It was in Arizona. Well, you're around a cage, and you're hitting there, and I'm, like, trying to, you know, take pictures or interview. And, like, you crushed me. <laughs> you just crushed me. Well, and, bro, when you've, when you've turned uh, your job into such a cush job over the years, why would you ever retire? Well, that's my point. Why would you ever retire? Right. That's why I couldn't figure out why you went from, foot, from uh, MLB Network to the Yankees. Exactly. I had never done that. <laughs> And let me ask you a question. Was I a pain in the ass when I was in there? Bro, you were guys? great, dude. You were always great, man. Everybody loves you. You're, you, you know what? You, I always say the good ones have a feel. You always had a feel on how to come in and do your job and do it the right way. I, I try to do that now, you know, being in the media. But, you know, at the end of the day, the guys that don't have a feel are the only guys that drive you crazy. You always had a feel, bro. Well, you, figure, well, you probably uh, are the same way too. Yeah. I would think by your demeanor, you would the players wouldn't talk to you if it was if you were like a jerk. No, and I think if you're coming in to ambush guys, sometimes like nobody likes that in life. No. So you know you you want to have the return customers, bro. You know what I mean? Like right. you, you want to make sure that you 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 you're massaging people so that they come back next time. You know what? Uh, what's the one picture you think of right now in your career that you just wish you had one more at bat at because you just beat him from morning till night? <laughs> Who's the one pitcher? Give it up now. Well, you know what? Rest in peace to Jose Lima. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe in heaven one day I'll get one more at bat against Jose Lima. Probably, it'll probably deck you. Yeah, you probably <laughs> would. But, but I, you know, Lima was great, great, great battles with him when he was in Houston. And, and then uh, I faced him a couple other times. But, you know, for whatever reason, man, I really dominated Jose Lima. I just I saw him well. Yeah, he was a good, good pitcher. Yeah, I saw him well. You know, the changeup that got everybody, I just I really saw it well out of his hand. And. And I, hit, I had a lot of damage numbers off him, too. I think I hit five homers off him. Now, now the, the one guy that you, like, you know, don't ever let me see this man again. Steve Klein. Steve Ooh, Klein, lefty for the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to talk yeah. about domination? Right. There was only one. He was the one guy that I was, like, so confused. Because he could cross the plate. He could crisscross the plate on me. He just sinkers in, yeah. sliders away. And it, I never was a guest hitter. I always hunted the fastball. And looked for the off-speed pitches up. He was the first guy yeah. to start guessing again. Yeah. <laughs> I go up and I always guess wrong, bro. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna guess slider here, two seamer. All right, I'm gonna guess two seamer slider. It was incredible. And I got a first hit off him when he was with the Cardinals. I don't believe I got a hit there. And Tony Larusa would bring him in no matter if it was three two in the eighth or nine nothing in the eighth. I could be three for three. He'd get Klein. I'm like, Why is he getting Klein? He's getting Klein just to mess with me, and then I'd be in three for four. It was incredible. Yeah. You, you know how you made me feel like a, a, an old crow, that, Brian the Brian? You look at some of these kids that are playing for the Reds, it makes you feel old, doesn't it? I was sitting up, there, I was sitting up there yesterday, they brought us out on stage, and I was sitting next to Cowboy, and, and I'm like, and I was like, and I'm like, who's that Cowboy? Who's that? You know, he's telling me everybody is. And, and I'm like, 
do these guys look like they're like 16 or is it just me? You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's how I felt. They look so young because yeah. they are. Yeah. Because they are. Yeah. You look great. Which means we're old, bro. No, well, to believe me, I am old. <laughs> You're just trying to catch up. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not the one with gray hair. I'm heading there, yeah. Uh, I got the Joan Casey grays. My mom got gray when she was like 19. I remember these grays coming in when I was like end of my Reds career. I'm like, well, it looks like Joan Casey's <laughs> jeans are hitting me. <laughs> Good luck. You you still uh, living in the Bergs? Yeah, still in the Bergs. Still yeah. in the town. They have, a, the they, have a, they have an NFL team. Yeah, they still have an NFL team. They did pretty good against another <laughs> NFL team last week. <laughs> it's good to see you, bro. Always great to see yeah, you. Yeah, it is, always man. Stay you. healthy, You're the Sean best, Casey. You're the best. Yeah, thank you, everybody. We'll continue next on 700 WLW News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. A former Georgia beauty queen charged with planning to off her ex. This is the 2 o'clock report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, she's Lindsay Shiver. She's sitting in jail right now in the Bahamas, charged with conspiring with two natives to kill her husband after they filed for divorce. Shiver is charged with conspiring to kill former college football player Robert Shiver with the help of her boyfriend and an alleged hitman. According to a police report, investigators say Lindsay admitted to sending messages and photos saying kill him. Lindsay's lawyer saying in a statement in part, the evidence will demonstrate Lindsay's innocence and she is facing the legal process with complete transparency and honesty. Shiver was in court Friday to hear the charges. Her case now headed to the Bahamas Supreme Court for trial. Her lawyer says she hasn't seen her kids since July, just a week before her arrest, and she's going to ask the court next week to let her travel back here to Georgia so she can see them. Now the latest traffic and weather together. No problems on the tri-state highways at the typical choke points. It is a very light to moderate volume and no delays. Now the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry, the judgment-free dental experience you've been looking for. Nofeardentist.com. A lot of clouds out there today, but temperatures do climb to the low to mid-50s for your afternoon high. We stay dry tonight with a low of 42. Rain throughout the first half of your Sunday, followed by windy conditions gusting close to 30 miles per hour, topping out in the mid-50s. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Monday night, the Bengals game day forecast says at game time at Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville, cloudy and dry, cool temperatures in the 60s. Game day forecast brought to you by Logan AC and Heat Services with free estimates book online now. Here in Cincinnati, cloudy, 54 degrees. News is a service of News Nation. Ousted House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, remember him? He's apparently on the fence about whether to run for re-election in California. He's got until December the 8th to decide, and so far he hasn't. New York Times reports that he is still really angry about the coup by his fellow Republicans to push him out and finds it hard to just be a congressman. A major reduction promised by the U.S. in the fight against global warming at the COP28 climate conference in Dubai this weekend. The U.S. will now lead the charge on a United Nations-backed pledge to lower methane emissions by around 80%. That should uh, help with a very swift impact on global warming. In Cincinnati, in March of last year, a man was shot and killed at a Cincinnati Target store. Elias Phillips got into an argument with a man inside the wall, or the inside the Target store, that is, and was gunned down on his way out of the store. Now the man's father is suing Target, saying that the security failed to intervene during the altercation in the store where the shooter showed a gun. 
And then security didn't call police. Tracy Phillips, the father, is suing Target for $50 million. The man charged with murder pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter earlier this year and was sentenced to more than 20 years. Let's look at Ohio High School Championship numbers. Last night, Division One final. Springfield falls to St. Edward by 10 points, final 31 to 21 in Canton. Tonight is a big night for Kettering Alter. They're taking on Cleveland Glenville for the Division 5 title. That's at 7.30. MLS Eastern Conference Finals uh, is here tonight. TQL Stadium, FC Cincinnati versus the Columbus Crew. It's a knockout round match. Six o'clock. We'll have it right here with pregame at 5.30. And tomorrow the Bearcats hit the court to welcome Florida Gulf Coast. Tip off here at 1. Next update at 2.30. I'm Sandy Collins on News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Now at Lowe's, get the lowest prices of the year on select appliances. Get up to 45 for Jonathan Three-run home run, T.J. Friedel. Only De La Cruz catches that ball. Christian Encarnacion Strand walks it off. These reds just keep coming. Live from the Duke Energy Convention Center. This is Reds Fest. Time to come to the party. On 700 WLW, the home of the Cincinnati Reds. We're live at Reds Fest 2023. Ken Brew, as we progress on this Saturday afternoon, and uh, it's a sea of red out there, which is what we love. Absolutely love. And standing uh, by to join me right now is one of the newest Cincinnati Reds. He just signed this week. (laughs) Please a warm welcome for Emilio Pagan. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad for you that you got it uh, taken care of. And you were mentioning before we went on the air, this was a destination for you. You yeah. you wanted to be here. It was. Yeah, this is a spot that me and my family, you know, kind of had in our crosshairs, and were and were hopeful that we would hear from during the free agency process. And you know, they were they were the first team to reach out. So uh, I couldn't have been more excited. You know, and uh, I told my agent pretty early on, like, you know, I. Obviously, we, it's, we have to field all the calls and everything, but, you know, let's try and make Cincinnati work if we can. And so uh, I'm very grateful for, you know, the front office and ownership to have faith in me to uh, move forward. And, you know, I'm just I couldn't be happier to be a part of this. Well, that's great. Why why was it a destination for you? What was it? So, I mean, for us in free agency that, you know, it started with a chance to win. And, um, you know, and then if we could be close to home while having a chance to win meaningful games uh, in this league, you know, those were kind of two of the, the main things for us. And so you see the, the, the group of players that have come up and, and made a name for themselves already uh, so quickly into their career. Um, and then it being close, the closest I've been to home uh, in, in my 10 years in professional baseball, uh, it just seemed like a perfect spot. And so we were really hopeful that we heard from them. And I'm, I'm grateful that Nick and, and the rest of the front office reached oh. out and, and we were able to get it done. Well, Minnesota last year, last couple of years, yep. they won a few games last year. Didn't yeah, they? we were pretty good. You guys did very well in uh, a very competitive division last year. I think one of the reasons why you were so attractive is they wanted someone that had that postseason experience and the pressure, let's face it, of, of, of going down into the end of a season and winning a pennant, clinching a playoff spot. So what's the trick there because it eluded this team by a couple of games here how did i know it winning is what gets it there but that kind of winning what's that yeah you know um i don't think there's a like a perfect recipe for success you know what i mean uh i've been very fortunate 
this is now the sixth team I've been on, and um, of the previous five, I've been to the playoffs four times, and so with four different franchises, mm-hmm. and so uh, I've I've seen kind of you know what winning looks like, and I've been very grateful to be a part of that, and and learn from some really really good players and coaches uh, in front offices, and so you know I think for me something that I've learned is that. You know, you, you have to understand that you're going to fail at some point. You're going to lose a big game. You're going to throw the wrong pitch. You're going to strike out in a big spot. Um, you have to learn from those. But more importantly, you have to celebrate successes. And that's something that, that you could see from afar with this team uh, and the momentum they were building throughout the summer last year. Like, you could just see the excitement the guys had to come to the field, take the field for this city and this franchise, and, and do whatever they could to get, yeah. to get it back on the map. And so it was a spot where if you're a baseball fan, like there was a stretch last summer where you could not ignore the Cincinnati Reds. Every highlight was coming out of Great American Ballpark, big homers, yeah. big strikeouts. And so, you know, it's a spot that, that you know, I wanted to be a part of. You saw them firsthand too, right? Yeah. You saw them firsthand. Um, so you mentioned your playoff experience. Um, Tampa, Tampa, young team. Yep. Very exciting team. You were with Tampa, and then and then uh, San Diego, right? Yes. So you have you you've seen it from. Uh, were you a teammate with Nick Martinez when he was with San Diego? So I was, I, I, was, I was with Nick in spring training, um, and I got traded on opening day to Minnesota in 22. Oh, I bet that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a whirlwind what was of an that experience. Like? It was nuts. My my family was actually in the process of driving um, from Charlotte, North Carolina, all the way to San Diego. Um, and credit to the Padres, they had actually told me a couple of days ahead of time, like, hey, there's a chance you're getting traded. There's a lot of teams calling. Yeah. Um, so I, I told my wife and, and my family, I was like, hey, you might want to you might want to stick around at home for a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, but they, they she went ahead and came out. She didn't want to miss opening day. And so she had actually just gotten to San Diego when, <laughs> oh, the, when the trade was finalized. And I had to call her and say, all right, well, you got to get back on the road and come to Minnesota now. So that's a baseball wife. Right <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, my gosh. You're from, is it Simpsonville? That's correct. Simpsonville, South Carolina. That, that sounds exotic, is it? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's, uh, Where is it in it's relation right to Columbia? Of, right outside of Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, it's Greenville. in the upstate, so um, just a couple hours from Columbia. But it's, uh, it's booming now. Greenville's, Greenville's growing pretty quickly. It's not that far from here. I mean, no. you can make it. It's, it's a day, less than a day's drive. Right, yeah, that's nice. My, my family's very excited to be able to come up here for, yeah. you know, hopefully a lot of home stands and see a lot of winning ball games. We had Nick Crawl on, the uh, Reds president. Used to be the general manager, got elevated and all that. Anyway, he uh, viewed you as someone who's versatile. You could right. move anywhere inside, basically as a bullpen pitcher, but anywhere. Uh, back of the bullpen, most certainly. But also someone called upon, hey, we need you to pitch maybe the fifth or sixth, whatever it may be. Um, versatility is great. How do you prepare yourself to be versatile as opposed to knowing that you have one specific role? Like you got one job and you got to think if we if we can focus as a unit, um, as a pitching staff, as a bullpen on just winning the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, when you take that mentality and just understand that, hey, we've got a lot of really talented arms that throw really hard and have really nasty breaking balls. Um, you can build off one of another, and, and that leads, if, if that leads to a win at the end of the night, then in, in turn, everybody will do better for themselves yeah. and their family and for the team moving forward. And so, you know, for me, it's just focusing on winning and, uh, and understanding, like, we can win a game in a, in a night that I had a bad outing, but, you know, say Fernando or Sam or Alexi or, 
or Jabot or whoever yep. it is maybe picks me up. Right. And there's, cause there's going to be a night where they have a bad outing and I'm going to pick them up. And so, you know, I think if we, if we, I mean, it's good to have individual goals, but as far as just focusing on winning the game, however it looks, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a pretty win. Right. Um, that allows right. you the, the mentality and the mindset to go out and, and be successful in all different um, situations. And that literally comes down, it sounds cliche, but it's not. It's one pitch at a time. It's right. one at bat at a time. That's how games are won right. anymore. It's not, you know, we're just going to go out there and mash this team to death or you know, we're just going to go out there and strike everybody out. It literally is that. And that's what makes baseball different than every other organized sport in the world. Yeah, no, no question. It's, it's definitely a cliche. You know, you focus on executing one pitch and then you focus on executing the second pitch. Yeah. And when you're young in this game, I mean, I'm the first to admit when, when I used to hear that from pitching coaches, I would get annoyed because it's like, well, no, I need to go get a zero. I need to go strike out the side. I need to go do this, do that. But that's just putting unneeded pressure and anxiety on yourself. And so, you know, if you can, if you can truly simplify it to just executing one pitch at a time, you know, it, it, the game becomes, I don't want to say easy, but easier than what, it, what we make it as players. And so, you know, if we, if we can do that as a unit, you know, one through seeming oh, probably more like 25 now than mm -hmm. nowadays with, on a pitching staff, mm -hmm. yeah. um, then we should be where we want to be at the end of September and end of October. You yeah. said when you were younger. How old are you? <laughs> Uh, 32 right now. 32? Yeah. On this team, that's Oh, that's you're an old, old man. You're an old man. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're maybe grandpa on this team. But, uh, no, nevertheless, uh, in, in pitching anymore, if you know what you're doing, that's not very old at all. Right. Not very old. Are you throwing now, or are you kind of tailed back from the season? What are you doing? Um, so, you know, when you pitch into the playoffs, the, the, short, the off season gets pretty short. And so um, I am throwing. I've been doing some weighted ball stuff and moving around and trying to get my body back into shape. So arm feels great um you know i'm excited to get down to, to good year and, and get going good to see you thank you emilio pagan sign this week with your cincinnati reds <laughs> thank you we'll continue from reds fest on 700 wlw it's a prime time cut fight touchdown Bengals. our battling Bengals will be going claws and jaws when they take on trevor lawrence and his jaguar toward the end yeah. zone touchdown Bengals. Can the orange and black attack put the kibosh on the Jags? Sam Hubbard brings down Geno Smith. Get the action-packed call from Dan Hood and Dave Latham. Coverage begins Monday at 4 on 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. Need electrical work at your home or... 222 News Radio 700 WLW. We're live at Reds Fest 2023. And, of course, all, all are... Just uh, looking forward to uh, this next season for a number of reasons. What the team did last year and what the team has done so far in free agency. We just had Emilio Pagan on. Uh, they signed him two years, $16 million. He went 5-2, and 2.99 earned run average last year, and uh, showed up in 66 games. Nick Martinez, whom I think we're going to get the chance to talk to here before long. Uh, Nick Martinez, uh, they signed this week, 3 Four three earned run average last year, 110 and a third innings. Made nine starts, rest of the time of the bullpen. Uh, interesting in the fact that he spent some years in Japan. So when we get Nick on here, we're going to uh, talk to him about that. You know, we were talking earlier about glue guys, guys that, uh, you know, in a locker room of or at a clubhouse of so many different personalities, somebody that can coalesce and bring everybody together, somebody that is a quote-unquote glue guy.
And I have a glue guy that's sitting down right next to me here. He doesn't appear to have any glue with him, but that's okay. No, glue. Glue. No, he is a glue guy. And I speak of red second baseman Jonathan India. Let's hear it for him. Hello, Jonathan. Uh, you are, you are without question, you are a glue guy. You're the guy that keeps everybody focused and together. I try. I no, try. You, you don't try, you do. <laughs> a lot of people try, you do. How are you, first of I'm all? I'm doing well. I'm How are you glad, feeling? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, are the aches good. and pains gone from the yes, season? Yes, they're gone. They, they, were, they were gone when I came back, but you know. No, I know they were gone. weeks and they were gone. No, sometimes they fester after a season. Oh, I didn't know I had that. Yeah. But, uh, None know, of that? I'm okay now. You're okay now? Yeah. What have you been up to since the end of the season? Nothing. Just training. Training? Training. Didn't travel? Take care of my fiance, my pregnant fiance. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. We're doing well. What does uh, she do? What does what she do? She's right here. No, when does she do? Oh, what does she do? Oh, my God. You thought I said I blue guy instead of glue guy. Yeah. Now, what, is she, what does she do? No, she is due in January 30th. Oh. Yeah, well, that's away. smart before spring training begins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for you. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, how long did it take you to unpack what happened last season? Did you check yeah. it at the door when you left here? Yeah, you know what? We, we all knew what we had and what kind of season we had in uh, – we took the positives out of it. You know, we, we proved a lot of people wrong. No one thought we would have a positive season. You know, no one thought we'd make it that far. No one thought we'd be almost a playoff team. So um, we looked at the positives and said, you know what, we can build off this, and we could be a, a playoff team for the next six years here Yeah. easily. Yeah. So we're going to take that and run with it. And uh, I know a lot of guys in the offseason are preparing themselves mentally and physically for that next season. You know, you, you, rookie of the year, is not you're not too far down the road from that, but it's kind of amazing how the complexion of this team has just has changed. Uh, I mean, all these young guys were just, you know, you yeah. saw maybe in Goodyear, and now all of a sudden they're here, yeah. and some of them weren't even in Goodyear when yeah. you were a rookie. So no, it's right. amazing how it can change overnight in this game. I know, and the team is, you know, we're in great shape. This team is special. I said it last year, I mean, these guys all have the same mindset. They all want to win, and you know we're hell of a ball players. You know they're all yeah. ball players. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're labeled as. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a special team, man. When De La Cruz first came up, and you saw what he did, yeah, and you saw his speed, is that was that one of those things like? Not only can I not believe it, I wish I had a little oh, bit yeah. of that. Oh my God! I yeah. mean, yes, I've never seen that before. It's incredible what yeah. he can do on the base paths, and he's a freak talent. You yeah, know, he's got everything. You wish to have as a baseball player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see him this what year. What does he like to play next to defensively? Super quick. I mean, he covers. He can cover the whole field. Um, you only need one guy. Yeah, he can do. He can do short third and second. And yeah. probably first. He could probably beat the guy out. <laughs> so um, he's special, man. I'm excited yeah. to see him this year. Yeah. When do you start getting ready for spring training in earnest? Do you wait until a certain date before you uh, get into that? Yeah, like mid-November. I'll start. So you're already there. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, you start working out probably at the beginning of November. You yeah. take maybe two weeks off after the season. Yeah. Um, and then baseball stuff for me starts around mid-November to late November. Yeah. And, you know, slowly build and keep myself in shape. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the things I think that's great about you, and you have nothing to do with it, is what we just talked about, is you have, you're a veteran. Yeah. You're an older guy. <laughs> And some of these, and not saying that you know you absolutely have to have that for someone that's relatively close to you in age, but you, there, there's been a been there, done that attitude with you yeah. that some of these guys have been there, but they haven't done it yet. So yeah. what is that like, being that kind of 
leader. It's kind of funny, you know. It's just you know, I'm 26, so it's like I'm I'm the veteran now. Right. And you don't really have that on many teams. Well, we just had Pagan on, and he's 32, so you're not the oldest thank guy. God, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, thank God they're going older. getting older people. Yeah. <laughs> but what is it like? It I'm, does feel good though yeah. that people you know have that sense of like uh, seniority, I guess you say. Yeah. People look up to me. I mean, that's a good feeling. Yeah. You know, it's a good feeling to to have that, and you know, I treat everyone with respect and. Um, that's why we're so good. Our team is very equal. You know, there's no such thing as rookies or seniority. Yeah, we all are equal players, and we help each other win. There don't seem to be any jerks in that clubhouse. No. And I and and honestly, and honestly, I don't think you can afford to be that way in any business anymore. Right. Right. I mean, maybe years ago you could have, but not now. But uh, when I say glue guy, that's important. You don't let clicks develop. Right. There are such a, it's such a diverse locker room, yeah. you and it's it kind of reflected of a society. So how do you do that? How do you make sure that there isn't you know oh, you know the bullpen again? Yeah, oh yeah. god, these guys can't hit again. Yeah, how do you prevent yeah, you, that? You got to do stuff off the field. You got to get together off the field. You got to make make things happen with the other guys, like especially the bullpen guys yeah. or pitchers. You got to hang out with them. Yeah, because we're so secluded, we don't do the same things every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just make it happen. We make it. We do stuff together as a team. We have team dinners. Yeah. Um, and we just we like each other. That's a good thing. We all get along. Can I ask a question? There was uh, there's a young kid that that I, I see all the time in my my town here yeah. in Cincinnati, and I told him I was coming to Reds Fest. He's like seven eight years old. He says, "Ask Jonathan India when the last time he got his hair cut. When was the last time he got your hair cut?" Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. You know, it's been, it's been a while. No, okay. No, I, I get it trimmed. I have to get What's it trimmed? You got it up uh, in a bun yeah, right I, now. I got to keep it up, you know, because yeah. when I let it out, it's like, ow. I mean, I, we've seen that yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but I you like that? It. You like that? Like that? You obviously oh, do. Yeah. I mean, I, well, That's, is that, that your thing? It's like, you know, well, it's like your Samson, right? I guess it's it's like, my signature. Yeah, well, yeah. but I mean, it's your power. You never know. That yeah, may be what yeah. you trim that off and you could be selling who knows shoes. What you might be selling shoes in a week. You know, I lose a lot, maybe. Well, you could. So you're going to keep it that way. I'm going to keep it like that. So it falls So I can tell the kid that the last time you got your hair trimmed was. Yeah, you could say six months ago. Six, six months ago? Yeah. In the middle of the season? Yeah. You got to trim. And yeah. who does the trimming? Uh, actually, Amanda Kelly. You guys know the studio in the city? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, she, she trimmed yeah. Her hair. Yeah, she's very popular. She's awesome, yeah. Yeah, she's very popular. Yeah. Well, you look good. What are your plans for the holidays? Are you doing anything? Family special? stuff. She's yeah. sticking around? Yeah. No, I'm going to be in Florida. Live in, we live in Florida. Yeah. So, uh, South Florida. And uh, just hang out with family and yeah. enjoy our times. So. You look great. Thank you. Man. And I, I really think, I really think, and I've said this to other people, as you go, this team goes. Thank you. And it's one of the reasons why I was tickled to death that they didn't do anything with you. Yeah. I know you got to add yet yeah, into the equation. But I was tickled to death because I, I think that you're one of the reasons why this team did what it did last year. Thank and you. Uh, regardless of what the future may hold past here, free agency isn't all that far oh, away. No. You're uh, you're a winner, and that's the most important yeah. thing in sport, but in life. Congratulations, you, Jonathan. Jonathan India. Thank you. Go Reds. Thank you. We'll continue next on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. In Gaza, the situation more dire since fighting resumed. With the 2:30 report, I'm Sean Gallagher. Breaking now. With Israel striking southern Gaza, hospitals are once again filling up. 
After a seven-day pause, the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry reporting that already at least 178 people have been killed and close to 600 wounded. Those hostages and Palestinian prisoners now back in limbo. We sat down with 14-year-old Abdul Amer in Jerusalem, the youngest Palestinian prisoner to be released. While other newly freed prisoners may be celebrating, Abud has a long road to recovery ahead. He's wearing a hat to hide the fact that part of his skull is missing after he says he was shot by Israeli police this summer. ABC News is in a Sidlikatera in southern Israel. Now the latest traffic and weather together. Disabled vehicle has been cleared at 75 South after the Sharon Road exit. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Temperatures climb to the low to mid 50s this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies. Tonight down to the low 40s. Rain for the first half of your Sunday followed by the mid 50s and windy conditions. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Cloudy and currently 54 degrees. Multiple Ohio cities are now suing the state. Cities like Dayton, Columbus, and others say the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation has not been keeping accurate records when it comes to background checks. They say that's been affecting employers and people trying to buy guns. The Columbus City Attorney says that means violent criminals have been falling through the cracks. A spokesperson for the state says that cities have consistently failed to keep up with their reporting obligations. A judge allowing the case to move forward. I'm Jack Crumley. News Radio 700 WLW. Reds Fest continuing at the Duke Energy Convention Center until 6.30 this evening. On Friday afternoon, the Reds announced the signings of pitchers Emilio Pagan and Nick Martinez. Pagan on a one-year $8 million deal with an $8 million club option in 2025. Martinez, meanwhile, signing a two-year $26 million contract, and he can opt out after the 2024 season. FC Cincinnati set to face rival Columbus Crew in the Eastern Conference Final of the MLS Cup playoffs tonight. Kickoff from TQL Stadium is at 6 o'clock here on the Big One. Coverage begins at 5.30. College football, it's championship Saturday, MAC championship game in Detroit. Miami Redhawks trail Toledo 14-13 with under 6 left to go in the third quarter. Big 12 championship game in Arlington, it's 7th-ranked Texas leading number 18 Oklahoma State 35-14 with under 10 left to go in the third quarter there. SEC championship game coming up later. Number 1 Georgia takes on 8th-ranked Alabama in Atlanta. Kickoff at 4 o'clock. ACC championship game in Charlotte. Number 4 Florida State goes up against 14th-ranked Louisville. Big 10 title game. Number 2 Michigan takes on number 16 Iowa. Both, games, both of those games kicking off at 8 o'clock. Number three, Washington defeating fifth-ranked Oregon 34-31 in the Pac-12 championship game Friday night. College basketball this afternoon, number 12, Kentucky will host UNC Wilmington. Tip-off at 4 on ESPN 1530. Our next update is at 3 o'clock. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700. WLW. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 700 WLW, an iHeartRadio station. Did you know Glass Free? I am Ken Brew. Joined right now by one of the newest Reds. Nick Martinez just signed this week, free agent pitcher, and he is here now live and in the flesh. Hey, thanks for having me. Hello, Nick. How are you? Good, good. They list, uh, they say here that you are a quality ground ball pitcher. I was a quality ground ball hitter. My nickname uh-huh. was four to three. But <laughs> what is a quality ground ball pitcher? What is uh, that? I think it just means I keep the ball in the yard, uh, try to limit those guys from keeping the air. I think that's what most hitters are trying to do these days, and 
I'm trying to stop him from doing that. Well, that's a, that's an important prospect in this ballpark, as you well know. You oh, pitched yeah. here once or oh, twice. Yeah. You yeah. know, the ball can just take off and fly. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've, uh, I've played with some some older school guys, and I remember Kobe Lewis telling me uh, he's never seen a ground ball leave the yard. So that's that's what I try to do. Well, how do you do that? I mean, seriously, everybody wants to be that. How do you do that? Uh, I think you know a little bit more complex. It's you know a lot of a lot of studying, a lot of you know working on scouting reports. Um, and I think having, you know, many weapons, I have, you know, I try to use all my pitches in any count, uh, trying to keep the hitters off balance. And um, if I can keep them off balance, they're not going to get off their A swing. And um, I think increases my chance of them hitting the ball on the ground. But you can't get the ball up when you throw. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can and yeah. get a ground ball? Yeah, sometimes you can throw, you know, a hard pitch, you know, self, you know force him up and in. He might, he might be sitting on something soft and, uh, you know, you, you kind of beat him to that spot. Yeah. And, and he, you know, hits it off the handle of the bat and, a lot of those times, those uh, uh, you know, those result in some ground balls or, or or even some weak punk flies. Have ever in your career you looked at a guy that was at home plate and just say meat? Uh, this guy's meat. No, no, I'm. No, um, come on, it's okay. He's I not here. A, He's not here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I have an amazing track record of of saying things just like that, and that oh, yeah? same guy, you know, taking me yards. Well, so. yeah, that's the problem with uh, baseball. You change on a dime. Uh, you can get humbled real quick. Yeah. But I, I, but you, you, you mentioned four seamer and all that. Everybody throws those pitches. Everybody is, there, there is no. Tr I mean, a lot of guys they'll go down in the dirt and get it, get the oh, ball yeah. and get it up. But there's no, there's no real trick to it. It just, it's pitching to whatever the other guy's weakness is and making him do what you want him to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, you know those. Are, that's one of the things um, that I bring to the tables that I have. Yeah. You know, multiple pitches and and I use all of my pitches in, in any count and at any given time and. Um, I can command them and, and turn each one of even my, my worst pitch that I have, I can turn it into a weapon. And so no. um, I think keeping the guys off balance is, is most important. You signed here. Why here? What Was this a destination for you or was uh, it the best no, it was, money? It was a surprise, was to be honest. Yeah. It was a surprise that since he was drawing you know, a lot of interest in me. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's real nice as a player, especially this early in, yeah. in free agency. But um, even um, you know, when, I, when I first faced this team and earlier in the season, Compared to later in the season, I saw a drastic change in energy and, yeah. and um, you know, the direction that this team was going in, and, and, it, and it, that's contagious. I think that's very important when, it, when a team can have these young guys come up. Um, they came up together. A lot of these guys were roommates in the minor leagues, and now they're, they're having success together in the major leagues. And um, that, that, I think that, that brings out a hunger in them, and, and it's exciting to be a part of. When you join a new team... It's difficult, right? It's like being the new kid in school. Right. They might have known you from another team, but sure. here you So, I mean, how do, you, how do you let them know that you're not a jerk and you just want to be <laughs> one of the guys and you want to be part uh, of I think how spending time, yeah, just spending time with them, um, finding ways to, to hang out, out, you know. Outside, outside the, the game. Yeah, outside the game, uh, yeah. whether it be dinner or, or grabbing a beer or something like that mm -hmm. and getting to know each other. Are you close uh, to any guys on this team? Or uh, did you, you know, I train with, uh, he's not here right now, uh, Jake Fraley. We, we train at the yeah, same Fraley. facility, so um, I see him pretty much every day, and so um, he's, he's been kind of my, uh, my olive branch uh, before coming up here. Yeah. Last year, you made nine starts, I think, for the Padres, and then you were um, in the pen. Did you get? Was it a question of you? Because you started coming out of spring training. Yeah. Were, did, did, when they moved you to the pen, first of all, what was that like for you? Because I think you view yourself as a starting pitcher, right? right? How, how did you handle that? Well, uh, we have to go back to 2022. You know, we we started with a, a six-man rotation, and and um, uh, and that 
that year I, I was kind of the odd man out and was sent to the bullpen and they were kind of finding a role for me in the bullpen that year and, and I was I showed that I can pitch in, in any situation whether it be you know long relief uh, seventh eighth or ninth I, I, I closed um, some games my, my first year with the Padres and um, became the, the first pitcher in Major League history to start 10 games uh, uh, close close uh, I think I had like five saves and eight close or uh, holds holds and so um, I found like a, a, a unique niche that I have yeah. that I can kind of bounce back and forth and and um, kind of be in any situation and, and help yeah. the team win so um, but that's not easy because the starter has one sentiment uh, one mentality right. every five days I got to be ready right in your case Got to do that. Got to be ready in the pen. Where are you using me? Yeah. What am I doing? And all of a sudden now, I'm back. I think you started games at the end of the season. Too. Right, right. So, you know, we go into the 2023 season, and um, <clears throat> we, we, had, we needed some bullpen help early in the season. I, I was pitching fine out of the, out of the, uh, in the rotation, and we just hit a point in the season where we needed some, a lot of help in the bullpen. And so given what I did in 2022, um, you know, the, the constant communication, the transparency that yeah. I had with Bowmel and Ruben, uh, really helped me prepare for those roles, and so uh, for me, I, I like to have the ball. You know, I like to pitch, and yeah, so good for um, you. whatever the situation is, if if, if the team if, if the team's intentions are to win ball games, and I want to be a part of that, and so good. Um, you know, I think right now we're in a in a division that's up for grabs, and it, it can be a real dogfight. So um, I, if we're serious about winning this division, which I think we are, then um, you know, starting starting a relief, and whenever I have the ball in my hands, I'm going to bring you know yeah. try to bring it. You spent four years in Japan. Yeah, what was that like? That was uh, that was an awesome experience for me. Uh, you know, both on the field and off the field. My my daughter, my firstborn, was was uh, born out there um, in Sapporo, so it was an opportunity for me to grow as a, as a as a person, um, and it was an opportunity for me to grow as a as a pitcher. Um, I had to redevelop myself, learn my you know hone in my craft, um, try new things, and apply it to to a high level of baseball right away. Right, yeah. so I. I I was, um, I could have stayed, um, you know, in the States and kept signing split deals, and that's not something that I wanted to do. Um, I still view myself as someone that's, that can be relied upon for 162 games, yeah. and so um, I didn't want to have that, um, you know, keep signing those split deals and then try things in AAA where it may not be taken as seriously. Yeah. So Japan yeah. offered that unique experience where um, I can apply new things, learn new things, and learn the analytics, apply it, keep some of that old school stuff. And uh, and apply it at a high level, and I was able to do that. They're, they take baseball seriously over there, and oh, yeah. what I'm told, I certainly haven't haven't done this, but they see the training regimen over there is different than what it is here in the United States. Very is different. that true? Yeah, yeah very. In, in what way? Um, well, the warm up, you, you're probably warming up for like 35 minutes. So uh, 35 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's a long warm up. Uh, something we're not used to here in the states. I think it's a little bit different where guys um, uh, guys in Japan will use the actual warm-up to get ready for practice where guys in the states will kind of warm up behind the scenes in the weight room in the um in the training in the training room and then come out and so we don't want to warm up again for 25 35 minutes yeah. out there so it's just a little bit different in how we how we spend our time getting warmed up but you liked it and it probably doesn't translate into what no pun intended it doesn't translate into what you're able to do now unless you had that experience because that the split contracts and all that who knows if they'd still still be in play but that put an end to it right yeah yeah that put an end to it i had a um you know a really good year my last year in japan and, and played on the olympic team and um you know was able to broadcast my skills on a on a global level and so 
um, I think that really put my name out there and showed that I can uh, that I can compete and, and be in these you know tough situations, high stress yeah. um, situations. Yeah. And, um, I think that's that's what we're all about. Well, that's what stress is all about, man. You yeah. want stress pitching the major leagues. So you view yourself as a starter. You go to camp with that mentality. When do you begin getting ready for spring? Is it now? Or? Yeah, yeah. I've been throwing for about a month, a little over a month now. Really? Um, yeah, just keeping the arm moving. Um, I'm, I'd say I'm starting to long toss a little bit, maybe like the first week where I'm starting to get out there a little bit and yeah. um, get the shoulder moving. Um, in that direction, and I like to come into camp ready, regardless. You know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to make the team, but I don't like to use spring training no, I, yeah. as someone as as a time yeah. to get ready for the season. I like to come into the season, come into spring training ready to ready to fire, and, and then try to carry that momentum into the season. Uh -huh. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, I, like I think you're going to love playing baseball in this town. I keep hearing great things. I yeah. think you're going to love it. These fans are absolutely loyal to the to the hilt, and all they need is a little taste of winning, which they got last year. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel the energy. Right yeah, there's a sure. tremendous amount. Of it. Nick Martinez. Thanks, guys. Just this week, Cincinnati Red. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, Stay thanks. well. Yeah, thank you. We'll continue next on 700 WLW. It takes a special person to wear a cape and spandex bodysuit to work. Well, that's what I'm here to do. A special person like Mike McConnell. You have me, Mike McConnell. Gifted by the gods with a prestigious voice and brain the size of a Volvo, he makes your day super. What a blast. Let him bathe you in the latest news, weather, traffic, sports, investment news, and more. I've never been so proud in my life. Then he'll captivate you away with his amazing wit and charm. Plus laughs, lots of laughs. Making your morning super. Monday morning at 5 on 700 WLW. If you're buying or selling a home, the one thing you want is a professional with you all the way, and you will find that at Holding Realtors. Every one of their sales pros is a pro deluxe. Why, Vicki Schlesinger, she has just listed a brand-new four-year Ryan Allegheny floor plan. Move in ready. It's in Harrison. The house has many amenities, including a community pool, walking trail, located on a cul-de-sac in the Whitewater Trails community. Are you interested? Well, you can get a hold of Vicki, and you can get a free market analysis of the home you own right now. Get a hold of Hoding Realtors. They're on the Internet. Hoding, with an E, dot com. Convention Center, downtown Cincinnati. A sea of red is all I've seen today. And now, up here next to me, is the now seemingly mythical voice. <laughs> mythical? Myth seemingly mythical. Seemingly. Voice that you hear all the time here on 700 WLW. Tommy Thrall has joined us. You are more summer than a snow cone. Wow. No, you that, really are. That might be the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, and I'm not really sure what it means, well, it but means it sounded nice. It's, it, your summer, if you recall, I think it was in your infancy, or just when they announced that you would be taking over for marty full-time i would i had you on the radio and i suggested some 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 signature calls that you might want you know for home runs and things like that oh, good and i noticed that you took me up on none of them i'm sorry i probably got lost in the email somewhere what was your first what was your first ever professional play-by-play -play gig oh first ever first like pro baseball or just paid gig when you when you actually got something in your pocket when you left so the first pro game i ever did Oddly enough, the first time I ever got paid to announce a sporting event was a basketball game, and I had never announced a basketball game in my life. Really? I got paid, I got paid $100 to do this college Ooh. basketball game. Where was this? Uh, Northwest Missouri State. Okay. It was a tournament game between two schools that were not Northwest Missouri State. Um, it was 
two schools that, that came to Maryville, Missouri, which if you've never been to Maryville, Missouri, mm-hmm. great town. You don't need to go. Not a lot going on there. Uh, great college, <laughs> though. Really good college. Um, but anyway, so, so it's these two schools that come into town, um, Minnesota State Mankato and Minnesota State Duluth. I don't. I should remember, because one of them yeah, made me. Right, exactly. Game. And yeah. it was the most I'd ever made, and it was up until, like, the end of my tenure with the Blue Wahoos, it was the most money I ever made to do a single game. $100. $100. Wow. And, yeah. and so you were, when, when we first heard of you, you were with the Blue Wahoos. I was, yeah. That was double-A. Mm-hmm. But you were someplace else besides oh, their yeah. professional so, baseball. Yeah, so I've, I've I mean, shoot. You're, I've been everywhere, man? Yeah, like, kind of, yeah. 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 I, I read a book. That said, uh, the the first line in the book was, was talking about getting into broadcasting. He said, "Go to Boise." <laughs> Basically saying, "Don't turn down a gig. Go yeah. wherever the jobs are." Yeah. Uh, and I did that. I followed that. You to went the, to Boise? To, no, I never went to Boise. Where, but where, where I, was it? I went to Davenport, Iowa. I went okay. to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Was oh, bad. very nice. Um, and then Pensacola, Florida. I started out in Kansas City with the indie ball team there, very similar to the Florence team here. Okay. Uh, T Bones was the team I worked for in Kansas City. So. I had four different minor league stops over 15 years before I got here. 15 years in the minors, you did everything besides games. I would everything. Think. You I mean, probably if, sold tickets and swept up, and I mean, you, 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 everybody thinks, "Oh, he's a play-by-play." Well, no, not not just. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. no I, I mean, I, I at one point I was an IT guy. I was a graphics designer. Uh, I grow. Pretty sure I put cup holders on seats. Wow. Uh, I've pulled a lot of tarps. Um, I've definitely done sales. Very poorly, but I did it. Yeah. Um, at least they asked me to do it. I didn't really sell a whole lot, which well, is why I didn't yeah. stick long in that That's game. All right. But um, yeah, there, there was not much I didn't do, which you know, it's kind of fun. You know, looking back on it, I had a good time the whole way. What does a baseball play-by-play guy do in the winter? Do you go back and like look at tapes and practice? Do you, uh, for example, try to get a bunch of kids on a field near your house and do play-by? What do you do? Yeah. No, I, I try to I try to drive around and see if I can find a little uh, a wiffle ball game going on. That Is that I right, really? No, 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 I don't. Do that. You don't do anything, uh, do you? No, I um, uh, and and first of all, you don't. This is radio. Can you you don't you don't watch tapes in radio? No, but you can. You wa- might listen. You, you might listen. Oh, I say. So, yeah. so you. But, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, that's all right. You wouldn't be the last. <laughs> Because I got to still walk out that door, but the uh, but the 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 fact of the matter is, is this is kind of downtime. It, it, it's you probably nice. get a little I, itchy. Right? I try to relax. Um, you know, uh, on the journey here to the big leagues, I I I pretty much worked year round, and I it's not really a joke. I I probably my time in Pensacola, I I can't imagine a year where I had more than. Ten days, where at five o'clock Friday I had off until it was time to go back to work at whatever job I was at on Monday. I mean, very rarely did I have a full weekend off. Yeah, um, and it was just, and it's not like I was making any money. Yeah, so just ba- yeah. barely making enough to pay the bills. So um, once I got here, I, I I do miss doing football and basketball occasionally. Um, I, I tell people all the time I, I miss doing a game where it's a game I want to watch and it's an exciting game. Um, I, I think it would be fun to be on the call. But very rarely do I, I miss that because I, I just enjoy the free time. I, I love to travel, so I, I try to travel as much as I can yeah. and um, just relax a little bit and start getting ready for the next season. Somebody told me that you are Cincinnati's most eligible bachelor. Is wow. that right? 
That is, is that true? quite a rumor. No, I, I heard that from several people on the way in here. Is that true? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if I would, I, I don't oh, know if you're, I'd go you're, that far. Well, you're blushing right yeah. now, so there must be some truth to it. I don't know. I don't know where you no, heard that rumor. I don't know. That I, is quite a rumor. I heard if there was a bachelor Cincinnati that you would be the candidate. Wow. That's what I heard. About that? That's, that's something. So, I don't that's know. That's a low bar, though. That's if if that well, if because I'm of that men guy, in Cincinnati is that why you're saying that? No, no, I'm saying if I am on that list, oh. that must be a pretty low bar. No, I'm just saying, as the kids say, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. It's good to see. It's good it's to hear good your to voice. You. I feel warm already just hearing your voice. That's very kind of you. To Tommy say. Thrall, everybody, you know him, you love him, and he's right here on 700 WLW. That'll do it from Red's Best 2023. I'm Ken Brew. Back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Sunday morning sports talk. Talk to you then. 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. As fighting continues, some questions about Israel possibly dismissing warnings of October's attack by Hamas. With the 3 o'clock report, I'm Sean Gallagher, breaking now. Both Israel and Hamas blame one another for the collapse of the ceasefire, reigniting the war between the two Friday. Now the Israeli government is under fire for allegedly ignoring intelligence that warned of the planned deadly attack that Hamas carried out on Israeli, civilian, on Israeli civilians October 7th, which sparked the war. The IDF's renewed campaign against Hamas now does appear to be more focused on areas of southern Gaza, but that is where most of Gaza's population has fled. The U.S. urging Israel to do everything to limit civilian casualties, but remember, that strip of land behind me is densely populated. ABC News foreign correspondent Tom Sufi Burridge at the Israel-Gaza border. Now the latest traffic and weather together right now, taking a look at the major interstates and highways. No new accidents. Now the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry, the judgment-free dental experience you've been looking for. NoFearDentist.com. A lot of clouds out there today, but temperatures do climb to the low to mid-50s for your afternoon high. We stay dry tonight with a low of 42. Rain throughout the first half of your Sunday, followed by windy conditions gusting close to 30 miles per hour, topping out in the mid-50s. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Cloud, mostly cloudy right now. Our current temperature is 54 degrees. The Bengals set to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars on Monday Night Football. And the forecast in Jacksonville Monday night calls for a mostly cloudy sky, the low dropping to 49. This game day forecast brought to you by Logan AC and Heat Services. Free estimates. Book online now. A woman is killed in a single vehicle accident late Friday night in the Carthage neighborhood. Cincinnati police responding to the to 18 East Seymour Avenue just after 11 o'clock and learned that the 35-year-old driver lost control of her vehicle, striking a concrete support pier. The woman taken to UC Medical Center where she would die from her injuries. Police continue to investigate, noting she was not wearing her seatbelt at the time. Reds Fest ongoing at Duke Energy Convention Center until 6.30 this evening. Friday afternoon, the Bengals, uh, excuse me, the Reds announcing the signing of pitchers Emilio Pagan and Nick Martinez as Pagan is on a one-year $8 million deal with an $8 million club option for 2025. Martinez signing a two-year, $26 million contract, and he can opt out after the 2024 season. FC Cincinnati taking on Columbus Crew in the Eastern Conference Final of the MLS Cup playoffs tonight. Kickoff from TQL Stadium at 6 o'clock here on the Big One with coverage starting at 5.30. 
college football MAC championship game in Detroit right now. The Miami Redhawks leading Toledo 16-14 in the early stages of the fourth quarter. Also early fourth Big 12 championship game in Arlington, number 7 Texas, with a large lead over 18th ranked Oklahoma State 42-14. Coming up soon, it's the SEC Championship game in Atlanta. Number one, Georgia will take on eighth-ranked Alabama. That's at 4 o'clock. Later tonight, ACC Championship game in Charlotte. Number four, Florida State goes up against number 14, Louisville. Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis. Number two, Michigan against number 16, Iowa. Both games are kicking off at 8 o'clock. On Friday night in Vegas, number three, Washington defeating fifth-ranked Oregon 34-31 in the Pac-12 Championship game. College basketball, number 12, Kentucky, this afternoon will host UNC Wilmington. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock on ESPN 1530. Our next update is at 3.30. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700, WLW. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Save big during Lowe's 25 days of deals. Right now, get up to 50% off select artificial Christmas trees, holiday lights, and more.